0: welcome to columbus ohio we are in our airbnb we thought it'd be cool to sit down with nutrimedia tk is is tk include knox yeah okay yeah so you're not so you're tk knox kind of people call you tk yeah okay my name's taylor knox but everyone calls me tk so i used to play baseball and that was always my nickname it's easier okay so i've known you a couple years now we spent a couple days in in houston together and so we, we gotta say today's the arnold it is uh march 4th we're sitting down to talk pretty much everything the industry wise mm-hmm. um and uh, did i just anything in the intro Perfect ben. There we
1: are. I, I make ben so in, so uh, nervous over the intro no so we've always <laughs> been a huge fan of your labels so what we want to do in this conversation is talk like you see products six months before we see them mm-hmm. so you have a whole different process of you know getting ready for a supplement launch and so we want to hear about your business you um obviously we're doing some stuff with glaxon that's how Uh, we came to know you. So we'd love to just hear like what, what your background is first off, and then tell us about your business or business model. And then like, let's, we got some energy drinks here, so we can drink them, talk about stuff and just like, let's hear your side of the story.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Um, it's kind of see sort of like how the sausage is made, you know, and you know, we, we're in that position where we get to see how the sausage is made, but not just for like one entity, because sometimes when you're so ingrained in like one company or brand and some of those companies have multiple brands, like they have very, strict processes or not strict, you know, like everyone's messy, but like try and uh, do that with like over 40 people when you get to see like how messy everyone really is. Yes. And like the, the different spectrums of how people operate from compliance to regulatory, to just marketing and, and, you know how they function as like a protocol as a company um, is very very interesting i think that's something we can probably oh, yeah. talk about so a little bit about my history is uh, yeah i started working at cellucor when it was a tiny little company college station texas Bryan, texas uh, maybe 40 50 employees less i worked in the warehouse i was a warehouse employee for several years then i was like a building supervisor for them. then i did distribution and then i started coming to shows and then doing like coordinating for shows and events, small and large. Uh, and then I ran the customer service department for about a year as, as one of their like uh, customer service managers. And then I decided uh, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I quit. And then I basically became a YouTube graphic designer. I just learned graphic design on YouTube. And then from there, I started doing freelance, uh, worked with a bunch of different freelance businesses in the cannabis space. And that's when my good old buddy joey savage called me and we got together and we did this little brand called glaxon which everyone knows about uh, i left them about a year and a half ago to start my own business called Nutramedia. Nutramedia is a branding marketing digital media business for anything dietary supplements so we have over 45 clients many that you know some that you don't <laughs> we do packaging labels we, we broker labels we design labels we do their social media stuff. We'll do their email banners, websites, pretty much anything that you see uh, from a brand, like digitally. Yeah. Like, let's say, like Stacked News, for example. Do you call it Stacked 3D or Stacked?
0: I call it Stacked 3D. Is that what it? I call t- it Shane. Okay, Shane. Okay, <laughs> okay.
2: See, I never know. I yeah. I, I call it both ways. Um, yeah, but like you know, if you uh, if you scroll on Stacked 3D, you'll probably see something that we created at least once a week. Yeah. You know, we can't always say hey. We did that because there's like a discretionary part of it, but yeah, if you're ever on Stack 3D, you'll see one or two things that we
0: do. That discretionary do. part is the fun part of all of this too. Yeah, like we just started working with NutriBound with Marcus. Yeah, and he, I mean he talks about you all the time because you guys work hand in hand really, really well. But like, uh, yeah, over the last couple of weeks, I, just, I feel like it just keeps coming up. Like, there's all these secrets that we end up keeping. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I mean that was that was the whole deal with Glaxon. Like early on, there was like so many launches. We I mean. <laughs> How many launches did we do with Glaxon early on? It was like, when can we talk about this? Don't talk, don't talk about it yet. And, and that's like, a, I mean, this has been a big discussion the last couple weeks with like leaks and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you keep secrets and is it better or worse for the industry when they're kept? Well,
2: you want to know like kind of my secret, my, my strategy here and from, from the Glaxon perspective, they'll, they'll never tell you this because y'all are all friends, but like we strategize that. Yeah. You know, who gets what, when, and we know that you have competitors and so we're going to let you guys compete and you know, there's egos and things involved. So it's like, well, we're going to leak this information to this person and maybe something will change and we'll leak something about it to somebody else. And there's conflicting information and it creates tension and it creates dialogue. So yeah, like when we first launched Glaxon, a lot of it was like, all right, well, who gets the, you know, the specimen label. Yeah. Who gets the Who gets the new tranquility? Like who's Who gets to know that we're calling it tranquility? That we're changing it from sedative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, that that was a big part of like the strategy of like, you know, who leaks what when, and then letting you guys kind of have yeah. your own discord about it.
0: I don't know um, if I have told this story publicly. Give before. Give people ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there w- there was one time with Glaxon where Michael called me. He was like, "Hey, we have a meeting with GNC in like a half hour. Can you post this video right now?" Mm-hmm. And they walked into the meeting with GNC, and the jeans was like. Saw that price plot video. Yep. You know, it's like like all that strategy makes yeah. sense. I mean it, it
2: That's where you all come in. But yeah, that's how you we just, should be
0: used. Like usually that's yeah. how you should be using price plow. Yeah. You know, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, uh brands that if they just like come to you guys thinking like, Hey, we're gonna, you know, uh commission you to do this and that, if they're not using you strategically in that way, you know, I think you guys are smart enough to know what what how you know how the game is played and that's why i think you guys do so well with brands like Glaxon because like they're so clever with it and you like you know michael yeah. and them they you, you respect it
0: you know well the end of our kickoff calls usually goes like you know this is the this is the protocol that most people like yeah but if you got a creative creative team like we yeah. can do. We can do justice with this. Yeah, yeah. we're always
1: asking for the sketch baggie and, yeah. like, and the dates. Yeah. Like, yeah, we yeah. we like to have fun yeah. with that. Even if we don't know what flavor it is, like, have Ben guess. Like, yeah, we want to get creative. Otherwise, it turns into the same thing because a lot of these products have a lot of the same ingredients. So mm-hmm. we want to do something unique and fun. And yeah, it gets people talking. Like, you know, I'm the older one, so I don't care as much about all the engagement statistics. But mm-hmm. I know you have to. And mm-hmm. Ben wants people to engage. So guess what? Like, mm-hmm. give us something to engage upon. And yeah, the yeah. sketch baggie engages
2: yeah we use things like cryptic marketing like intentionally for that you know that's a a sketch baggie that's kind of a way of saying well here's something you don't quite know what it is yeah um and then also other just fun things that you can just add to it you know like maybe one is a gram of niacin you know what i mean like (laughs) there's just like a bunch of things you can do that just creates good content because for the fact of it makes good content oh yeah and since we know that you guys are doing things so publicly brands play that to your to the advantage like and then some. Some do things really by the book, and they still do that well. Yeah. Like like you guys work with uh, Primeval Evil and Coop, and them they kill it. Like I just love everything that they do. Everything that we do with them is so. I would say just so professional. They're they're sneaky, like um, organized with their stuff. We had a time
0: <laughs> with with Prime Evil where uh, they they discontinued a couple of things, uh-huh. and I was like, why? Well, you know, I like that product. Why'd you do that? Yeah. They're like we're owning our strengths yeah they, we know what we do well yeah we're gonna stick to that and that was where i was like i'll fuck with that like yeah because not everyone's gonna be joey savage right right not everyone's dan lorenzo like, you have to have your strength you gotta yeah. double down on that yeah and uh you're like you're right like Primeval's just buttoned up and they mm-hmm. do their thing mm-hmm.
1: just right and they yeah. do it Anthony came into our into our Discord and he said, "Listen, like those Max products are really well dosed. Those mm-hmm. aren't the big sellers, though. It's like yeah. the, the ape shit cuts that just kills yep. and everything. So yep. yeah, they got that stuff buttoned up and everything. Can I go back to Glaxon though? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm assuming you did all or a lot of the artwork on the the first run of labels, at least very comic book inspired, I would say. Like V one, V two. So yeah, so did that like pigeonhole your style now? Do people want that, or was that always your style? Like, how did that begin, or did?" Michael and Joey kind of say, like, hey, we want to do this style. Or like, how did that work out? And, like, so, can you do more?
2: So, okay, let me back up. Like, if you, if you want to know, like, my Glaxon story. Well, y- uh, yes. Everyone yeah. has their own story, yeah. right?
1: And, and my, my ultimate question after that is, are you more than a comic book guy? Kind of like.
2: Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so. I'm, I'm a business guy. Like, when it comes to Nutri Media and how we operate today, like, we operate for the client. If, if we want to say, TK, from an artistic perspective, like, what is your art style? Yeah, I would say my heart and soul and all my, like, identity visually probably went into the Glaxon brand. But, like, since that's kind of gone on and moved on and become this new thing and they have new artists that are incredible that have taken on their own identity within it, you know, I've had to sort of pass that torch, you know. From from my emotional standpoint, um, it's tough. It's really, it's it's really. Yeah, yeah. I, we can go into it, but like, yeah, like as a designer, you literally like you you, you design in your sleep. Yeah, like I, I think about it. All the time. When I have a new client, I have a new project. I wake up with new fresh ideas because it's it's I'm literally in Illustrator in my head. It's like I'm lucid about it. Mm-hmm. And when you're with a brand like Laxon, you're doing that for like almost a year before anyone sees it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we worked on that brand for like seven months before we even talked to you guys. Right. Me and Joey hold up into a little one-bedroom apartment that Michael basically paid for Joey to live in it was a a one bedroom studio. I I slept on the couch, Joey slept in in the, in the other room. And we basically lived with each other working on Glaxon while, you know, Michael had a baby during that time. He had a whole business to run during that time. So we did a lot of the, the initial creative parts about it. So to answer your question, I used to work in cannabis, right? I said that earlier. So I had a brand that did like cannabis teas, in cocktails and stuff like that and they asked me to design like an apparel line for them so i was like you know it'd be cool because they were in california i was like let's do a bunch of like movie theme inspired posters but like retool them for your brand um so like we'll just have you know different movies take their movie poster or, or album art or whatever and then we'll just like make a version of that because that's like really hot especially mm-hmm. like in san diego and stuff if you go down like the beach like pacific beach you'll see a mm-hmm. bunch of like the little resale shops that's like their whole bag. Right. I designed like a bunch of the, the original super grains, for example. Right. So like it had like the spa- space jam sort of theme. Right. And so I kind of drew that up. I showed them the logo that I did for what we call a word mark or a logo set. It said, I need therapy was, was with the brand. It was called therapy tonics. And so I showed them the, I need therapy, but in like that sort of space jam, like lockup. Yeah. And I was like, well, what if we did this, but like for, for Glaxon, cause when we first met, me, Michael, and Joey, the first thing we talked about for, like, three hours was movies.
0: Well, that's the one thing I wanted to say is, uh, like, you categorized it into comic books, which a couple of them were comic book-feely, but it was mm-hmm. really pop culture. It's really pop culture. Okay. Yeah. 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 if You you did a really great reel on this, so this is not me picking this up alone, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I watched that reel, and I mean, there's each one was a different subsection. Yeah,
2: yeah. We just turned out we had a lot of same interests in, like, yeah. pop, because we were all around the same age, so we kind of grew up the same, you know? A uh, time frame and like there was just certain things like n- nostalgia was a really big one like especially with me and Michael you know Joey's just kind of a weird guy in general so he like he likes a creative idea and then he like really wants to push it into like this world weird un weird unknown space um, but like. Michael's super savvy with nostalgia too. So like we had a lot of common interest in like movies, comic books, just like, and it didn't have necessarily have to be like just one thing. Um, but like the Adrenal was like one of the first labels we did. Like that was, we all really liked Mad Max. Like, like we would just like quote oh, Mad wow. Max. Okay. Yeah. And if you ever saw like the first video we ever did, we'd flew out to Vegas and we rented a Lamborghini and we like chased it with a drone and we found some guys on dirt bikes that would like chase us in the desert with a Lamborghini. And like, that was the whole idea was like, let's just get real weird with it. Yeah. And, but is like, that make,
1: still on Instagram. Do you think is that, that was like, a- no,
2: no, they, 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 they wiped oh, everything yeah. with V2 and okay. I can, I can like kind of get to that too. So like we, we had this real like bootstrap way of doing things where like the whole first year and the whole first V1 of Glaxon that you saw was just me, Joey, Michael, like having fun. Is he, he a good roommate? Joey? Yeah. Oh God. Come on. Don't ask me that question. <laughs> right. I love Joey. And like I, I would I, say, I, if there's anyone who's like one of my closest friends and brothers, like
1: that's
2: awesome. I, I really do love that guy. Um, he I, I owe him a lot because he's like helped like catapult my career just from like the products that he makes and letting me create art for them. Yeah. And then him just pretty much schooling me to all this because like I don't know ingredients and crap like that. You know, like he, just being in his bubble for as long as I have is I've soaked up so much just from being around him.
0: He's super unique in that he can understand the marketing too. I don't know a lot of ingredient guys that, that that. I'm not saying he is a marketer, he is a label designer, but he he can he can grasp it and and that, that Venn diagram, like he can be part of that. Yeah. You know? well, when
1: you're that good of a formulator, the the formulation becomes part of the marketing too. Oh, so yeah, for so sure. The labels are obviously awesome, but the the products were like yeah out of this world compared to what was what else was going on. Things had stagnated. Yeah. And you guys shook it up. So mm-hmm. that was. That was a, it was a big thing. Like, man, we were we were getting like pre workout fatigued before Glaxon, to be honest. Yeah. And beta alanine, we have the same phone call all the time. Like every single have, time. Yeah, beta. Yeah, caffeine and then and then specimen comes out like, Ooh, here we go. Yeah. You
2: know, and- Joey always told me, he said, you know, there's something uniquely special about sweet and salty liquid and the osmolality of it and the na- you know, osmolytic nature of it. You know, I'm not a scientist, I'm like, that sounds that sounds cool. <laughs> that sounds really, really smart. Um, but to talk about Joey, like and if you know like where he came from and like his like upbringing, um he's he's a very unique person. He was raised a very unique way. Chickens. And what? Chickens. Yeah, chickens like way out in a farm in the middle of nowhere. And the way that he came up through Cellucor and like his story there. Yeah. He's the original designer of c4 right it's mm-hmm. like the number one selling pre-workout on the written people don't know that about joey that much you know but like he was just in college when he came up with the first formula for it and like right like people don't really realize like c4 also was at one time like actually pretty heavy hitting pre-workout yeah, yeah so i still
1: have a few of those labels if you it, know how to
0: search the blog properly like right the the images are back there and they had other
2: products too that were pretty damn unique
0: and you know well i I, say that a lot about those guys people like to talk trash about c4 but we have to thank them for what we have now
2: absolutely without a doubt like i i have a lot to think about that company in my personal career too just in my personal development because Mm -hmm. people don't realize how many companies have come from that tree of companies some of people's favorite brands today all have some way interacted worked for worked with Neutral, yeah. which was at one time called Woodbolt and like their, their executive team and the people like, you don't even know the people who run, like you don't ever see them on podcasts and doing so they don't have to anymore. Yeah. Right. They've just completely, uh, you know, grown out of that. But uh, they influenced so many people um, that work in the industry today. Like I can walk the halls of, of the Arnold and people still see me, remember me as TK sweeping floors in the warehouse, mm-hmm. but it's like now, like now I have a pretty great business that's doing you know great we've got 10 employees you know we've come a long way just from those days and it's really cool to see that those were people that were my mentors back then um and they are now working with different companies now that are like big ass companies that are doing really great things too you know what i mean so people don't give yeah uh the whole c4 gig uh, enough credit because they really have influenced not seriously not not just on on the internal side but also on the the public like marketing side the uh placement side when it comes to like C B G and F D M, they've really Blasted open some doors yeah, and open I mean, up. Dr. Pepper some just space.
1: put a huge investment into them. That wouldn't huge. happen when they started no Cellucor. Like you no. Know, a lot of these companies they had to get their venture capital from ill-gotten gains in a way selling pro hormones and stuff. And right. th- we know a lot of these companies. Yeah. yeah. We made so anyway, um but nowadays, like yeah, there's been this legitima- legitimization that mm-hmm. yeah, you know, th- mm-hmm. now you have Dr. Pepper investing in them. That's yeah, that's a great deal. And well so, hey, yes, go, go, Cor- course, yeah. go back far enough.
2: Go back far enough in the product line, I'm sure you'll find some stuff. <laughs> DMLA, yeah, a yeah I was, du- I was, uh, yeah. I was alluding
0: to that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I yeah. yeah. I was but, trying to say without saying a, it, but you said it. But that's a lot of brands, <laughs> yeah. right? Like Aspari yeah. like right, yeah. like I've driven Novadex, all that but stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there was a time where those pro hormones were legal. Too. Yeah, so sure. Was, yeah, 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 That's that's. Where yeah, was. yeah, yeah. That's so weren't they weren't always They weren't all ill-gotten gays we know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So like, but nowadays you can get real investment because companies like Cellucor and Ghost have legitimized things. Right. Um, and then you know, Optimum Nutrition, Glambia, and stuff. But we needed like the sports nutrition to like grow up and. It's, yeah. You were part of that. So that's like a cool thing. I got and, to see it.
2: Like a fly on the wall and sweeping the floors. And, you yeah. know, so yeah, I would like to say those guys a lot were my mentors because I saw the way that they operated and they kind of taught me, you know, sh- showed me how to move.
1: Right. So let's talk about your business then. Um, <clears throat> things are going well. Like maybe we should crack in these energy drinks. There's yeah. like there's two different angles. Like we have a new brand that we're going to launch. We, I would like you to take, you, take us through your process maybe or. Like if I came to you with this bang, how would you how would you rebrand it if at all? You know, and who who wants to drink what? And you need some caffeine. Too? I already I cracked need them, caffeine, but a new yeah.
0: So I picked up a couple energy drinks for this podcast because I wanted to spark some conversation. We got a lot of stuff on the table here. Ironically, not a lot of supplements for being at the Arnold, but um, I picked up a couple of different stuff. Like Alani, obviously huge company, right? No, no need, need, no introduction. Bang! I just saw Crazy Key Lime Pie, and I thought that was an interesting flavor for a drink but also i want to know what you think about like these kinds of labels and stuff and and, and to to give reference again I, I said this before the podcast but like we have an incredibly diverse group of people that watch and listen to our stuff uh-huh. you know like when this uh, some of these are going to go to linkedin yeah where we're going to be talking to a lot of Nutri-Bolt people and stuff like that you right know? a lot a lot of this is also going to go to tiktok and instagram for the the end consumer mm-hmm. um and so I'm, I'm super interested in how we can navigate this conversation because there's a lot that even the people on linkedin don't know about you know, and, and then we we try to shed light on that because we do so much work behind the scenes, and I, I, this is a fun conne- connection because of that.
2: Yeah, um, I would say that all businesses tend to operate a little differently yeah. when it comes to their process. Um, I don't think people realize how important having a really solid relationship with your manufacturer yeah. is when it comes to developing and launching, you know, R and D for products. Yeah. yeah, most of the time, your your manufacturer is doing the vast majority of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and depending on what your relationship is, how much money you're spending, and how much you're buying, how's that taste?
0: Oh, this is good. I think I chose well. Key lime pie. Crazy
1: key right. lime pie with a K. Yeah. Bang. Is that not good?
0: No, it's good. Oh. I, I, I like <laughs> a lot
1: of it. The Celsius, Celsius being the brand that Ben uh, said he doesn't care about in the vitamin shop. Uh. <laughs> oh, that, that's taken out, out of context. Well, well,
0: they
2: they, they <laughs> flavor their stuff with uh like
0: natural. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's gin. Well, in this. it was Celsius it. versus Prime, and I was talking. I was giving predictions. I think it's a green tea caffeine source, right? I don't know. I. I one of our viewers told us we had to get this flavor, so I was like, "We
1: got Tori that. Guarana and caffeine. That's caffeine and No. Did you can't oh. discount
0: Celsius? I mean, Celsius is like fucking. They're huge. ripping
2: it, yeah. 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 Right. And so is
0: Alani. Right? Well,
2: there's one thing to note about all these. If we want to talk about like the technical print part about these, this branding is all four of these are print on cans, yes. um, and print on can basically means that you're moving enough volume that you can do that. Um, which like ghost, for example, they have shrink sleeves, right? Like you can probably do more cool stuff with shrink sleeves. Mm -hmm. They do cost more money. Um, and they make it a little bit more difficult to do things like recycle. Um, but like when at, at like heavy volume, big, big time volume, I think the only brand that's really doing shrink sleeves is ghost because they use that tactile doming. Yep. And they also do a, another varnish called uh, spot sandpaper, which not a lot of people don't realize that on those labels. You
0: can feel it, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Those shrink sleeves are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be able to see those being made. And, yeah, they're, they're very technical. They're, have you
0: done
1: any energy drinks yourself? Yeah, we've done two. Are you allowed to talk about them? Or is the NDA, like, you probably have a lot of protection?
0: Uh, the one before it's called, we're not allowed to talk about yet, but
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did Lost and Found.
0: I knew done, that had to be you. Yeah, we've done we've done some other ones. Amazing grace on the label, I'm like no one else would put that on the label.
2: Yeah, and there's a cool story about that, but I don't want. to... Yeah, I can't probably talk about You're it too much. Uh, uh, like I said, there's st- those those guys are real professional and really buttoned up. So we try and keep you know we try and respect yeah the things that their wishes and they they have their own way of marketing, and so I, I don't think they want me to speak too much on yeah. you know how how their process is.
0: I mean, we we respect not even talking about. Uh, he who shall not be named, the CEO of oh, <laughs> Lost and yeah, Found Prime yeah, Evil, doesn't dude, like his name out there too much. Yeah, yeah so and I yeah. respect the shit no, out of that. Yeah. I think that's
1: just enough for people to know like what you're capable of because those cans are really cool. So yeah, yeah,
2: and that those was are, a really cool project.
0: Those are sleeves.
2: They are sleeves. Yeah, I didn't really expect it to get that much momentum that fast out the door, but they they understand distribution so well. Yes. So it's it's been good for for our brand. It's been good for their brand. Uh, they, oris- they originally came to me saying, hey, TK, can you make like a uh, an energy – I thought it was an energy powder. We're going to do like an energy product. So I was thinking like a, a gamer product, right? Mm. That's kind of what I thought. They uh, had the idea of like the bear and they had the name, Lost and Found. And so they were just like, whatever, do whatever you want. At first it was kind of like uh, – Kind of had uh, Rick and Morty sort of vibes yeah. What I was sort of like going for. And then the more we got into it, the more we were talking about it, they kind of wanted more like pastel colors. And then one of their other owners was like, Hey, like, what if they were like, kind of like these like twisted broken up toys, like this bear. And I was like, like Sid's room, like, yeah. like Toy Story, uh, Sid's room and like all the, 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 the toys are mutilated and stuff. He's like, yeah, that's sick man. Run with it. So we just kind of ran with that. Uh, we ended up like brightening up the colors of them because they need to be very bright when they're in in that type of shelf space.
1: So Uh, it sounds like a lot of your success is because you're so familiar with pop culture, movies and all these things. Like I wouldn't have thought of that. I've seen that movie maybe five times, but yeah, well everything has an
2: inspiration point. Yeah. Sometimes there are multiple ones That, that that's when we start with the brand, like that's, we, we do these discovery sessions where we'll sit down and I'll just be like, Hey, like, what are you into?
3: Right.
2: Like what are your core values as an individual?" And how does that apply to your your brand? Okay, how is that being that message being received to your demographic? Who is your demographic? Where is your distribution? Like, where are you selling? So we go through that entire step by step phase, and we try and link all those things visually together.
0: I think we should work with neutral media. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I,
3: I have
0: ideas. Well, so the best it. the best brands
2: have layers. Right. So if you go and look at Glaxon, I could sit yeah. here and I could tell you about all the layers that are involved, but most of them were conversations like this. Yeah. Right. So I was sitting around a table being like, hey, you know what would be cool? And it's like based on something that like we're into. And then we, we, we like polish it all up for like, oh, this is perfect. And then like, for example, the Glaxon way is like, okay, well now how do we just like stick our finger in it and mess it all up and confuse the hell out of everybody?
0: So well, the best brands, I feel like you can't see the inspiration. Yeah. Like lost and found is a great example of like having seen it a year before it came out like yes. i saw so many iterations of that from coop um just because he likes to tease me mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day like no one picks up as i always bring up the what once was lost now is found because I, I think that's the fucking coolest part of the thing but the the bear the sid's room all that stuff no one picks up on that but, like, the second it got put into our Discord, people fell in love with it. Yeah. You know, like, you can look at it and, and love it and have no idea where it came from, even though I feel like it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um,
2: so, yeah, like, so Johnny Cash has a song. You know, you know he did, he did a, a cover of Amazing Grace. Okay. And so, like, I was listening to that while we were doing the labels. And so that's kind of where that, it kept on playing in my head, kept playing in my head. And I was like, well, I can't say, like, you know, once was lost, now I'm found. Once was blind, now I can see. So I was like, well, what'd be cooler than that? And so I was like, once was lost, now and found fast and loud. Yeah. Because that was like more about, I thought the direction they were going in. And, and so, you also
0: put it in like, um, I don't know what you would call that spelling of the stuff. Like, like the was, w u z. Yeah, yeah. Like like,
2: a, like it was done by like a, a, kid. a kid or a, like, you know, like like a, going back, like it was like a toy or a, something a like that.
0: deranged Sid pulling pieces off yeah. of toys. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. So it was it's supposed to be kind of kind of creepy, but yeah. like, but kind of fun. So yeah, I think it landed. I think it landed well. And we actually got some really cool stuff coming out with them too, which I, I don't know if I've seen yet, but like, yeah, they're, dude, they kill it, man. Yeah. I got nothing but like awesome things to say about them. They kind of, they kind of like low key surprised me with the, the, their ability to scale.
0: That, that whole like Steve Jobs idea of like hiring smart people to let them do their job. Like they're great at that. They've kind of teased a little bit of their, their, uh, this will come out in a week and a half. Uh, they're uh, relabels for Primeval oh, as well. Okay. I, I don't know if you're involved with that.
2: Yeah. Well, the real cool thing about that individual client, particularly, is that I've been able to pass the bulk of that work onto like my my second in command designer, yeah. who was like my first hire. So the first person I hired, her cool. name's Keely, and she's in she's in school right now. And she's in her last last month of her last semester of college. And so, like, pretty much everything that you've seen from them, she's pretty much done entirely. Well, Kaylee so, did
0: an incredible job with their new proteins. Oh, I know. Like, she's, incredible. Like, yeah. really, really incredible.
2: They said they wanted someone to look tasty. And we were like, all right.
0: <laughs> well, their, their white labels, the classic white labels, the red, was really cool when they yep. were in that phase of the industry. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. Yeah. You know, now it's, yeah, now it's different. How, how many times have you had to change a brand because of that, that changing time? Oh, right?
2: well, it all goes back to like, I was talking about that process of knowing values, demographic, like morphogen would be completely different. Like I wouldn't come in and, you know, try and shake everything up for them.
0: Well, the, and then this is a great conversation but like, like, that's a, that's a great example. Like you sat down you're like, I love, I love when people just like, like, is this one of your clients? Like, yeah. Before I say something. Yeah. But, I, but like we agreed it's a direct consumer company and every single person who knows anything about morphogen, like you speak to Ben for five seconds. You're like, yeah, that's the best shit in the market. Like, yeah, I don't say best usually, but like that's loaded and it doesn't matter what's on the label.
1: He's an ingredient guy. He's like, an ingredient yeah, guy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it doesn't need to pop off of the shelf because it's not in wholesale yet. That's also where I get excited.
2: Supplement super users are going to know about that brand and it doesn't matter what's on the front. They only care what's on the panel. Yeah. And in that, like if, if, if we're talking about like artwork of a, of a, Label looking phenomenal, like this to you is like what you know. Maybe the front of like a Klaxon label would look to me. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you get get a rise out of that. But like, you know, you can look at that and be like, okay, there's some serious thought that goes into this.
0: Yeah, but Mike and I look at the back of the bottle before the front usually. Yeah, right. Yeah, the way he has
1: it laid out is always helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it
0: it's made for people who understand products. Yeah, Um, and they also have an incredible community and 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 message to those people. They do a really good job of communicating that quality. But that's also a brand that I would love to give to TK to just just let loose, dude. You know,
2: Ben has contacted me before and it was a a weird time because I was doing a lot of traveling and my son was just born. So it it was a weird time for me to try and bring on new work. So, yeah, if he ever wants to reach out again, I'd be willing to like, you know, at least take a call or something. But, um, you know, we don't really do any like I don't do any sales. I've never at once like dm somebody and said, Hey, would you want us to do stuff for you?
0: We understand
1: that. Yeah, you might get a few notifications after this goes live and everything. So, but, yeah. we, but, but,
0: but that's how this I mean, I think that's the best kind of outbound sales is yeah. like our ingredient work over the last three months has skyrocketed just because we started posting our ingredient stuff to LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, well, you
2: guys. Kind of like how we are. You're so ingrained with so many things and so much information crosses your desk. You get to know information way before people – you get to pick up on the trends before they happen so you understand where, like, everything's moving. So, like, if you are interested in making any sort of, like, splash – if, whether you're a new brand, you're rebranding, or you're launching a new product, like they should be reaching out to you and Ryan first, mm-hmm. you know, just to be like, be like, yo, like, what do you have going on? What do you want to see? Like, I, I know you all have a business relationship with everybody, but they should at least discuss that. At least. Like, how can we put you guys on retainer so I can get a little bit of your knowledge? It's almost the most, the most valuable thing that we offer our clients at this point is the fact that I can look at most of their labels and be like, yeah, you might want to change some things up here because of this, this and this and this based off yeah. of what you're trying to do, Are We talking
1: about regulatory or cuz I want to talk to you about label mistakes. Any, yeah. of, it. Like yeah, any yeah. of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. All, yeah, all of it. Yeah, from like uh, from a demographic marketing standpoint to a regulatory standpoint. But at the end of the day, it's their companies. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, they're clients and I'm not uh, a compliance officer, but like we do work in like a certain consultancy sort of like you know it's 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 weird. We're a designer. We're label designers and we also do a lot of other media and stuff like that, social media and all that good stuff. People call me most of the time I spend most of my time just talking to, to brand owners and like their marketing directors about, hey, like what's cool with this? Like why would somebody do this or this and this? Or if we're trying to do this, how would you do this, you know? Like how how do you name flavors, for example? Mm-hmm. Like do we just call it fruit punch, you know? And like it depends on the brand. Yeah, You know, it depends on like what you're doing and who you're selling to and all that stuff. And like, like, you know, sometimes you call it something weird, you know?
0: So what you're saying about like this others like, like, you know, if someone's working with you, they have this resource from you. Yeah. I mean, that's how we treat it. I kind of have this line with people like, like you know, yeah. if you're in our family, like, dude, I, like you call me, like just with yeah. questions or whatever, like it's just a resource, Your resource right? resource, yeah. Um, and I think that's, the, that's the most valuable thing. And, and like you're talking about how, like, having different irons in the fire just like being able to be situated at different points in the industry where you, you get different touch points like mm-hmm. you're just in the conversation it yeah bring bring the from conversation. from
2: from seed to sell you know we're we're yeah. really we're really ingrained into it almost we're, we're some of the first people that they reach out to yeah and to answer your question about like mistakes and spelling errors and things like that like they happen look uh from a label design standpoint we rely a lot on the manufacturer to provide the compliance and the supplement facts panel so that we can just look at it quickly, evaluate it so that we understand what the product is. And then we can go to work on on the artwork, concepting that, conceptualizing that so it meets the needs of their consumer demographic. And then really where where I think my specialty is, is then taking that and then setting up it for print. So then you can get like some really cool print augmentations and embellishments and way to like bring out branding elements from a print perspective. And then like, how do you actually get that created? Like what's the supply chain of that? Who does the best at this, at what price and like at what volumes and stuff like, so like I'm not necessarily worried about, like, the spelling of, you know, L-theanine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of dyslexic anyhow. So, like, we tell people and our clients and anyone who's listening, like, if you see a spelling error, we shoot all this stuff back to clients and their manufacturers for proofing. They have to sign off on this stuff.
1: Okay, Somewhere okay. Price I almost well, want to get well involved well somewhere in here, and it maybe is the manufacturing level. We need to talk to more manufacturers. Yeah. If I see a huge hit of pink Himalayan salt, and I don't see sodium up top, mm-hmm. that's a problem. If I, yeah. you know, if I see Astragalus misspelled one more time, I'm gonna go crazy. There's like a zillion things. Right. And it's very hard for me to find a label where there's not some sort of small mistake unless it's like a cellucor or a monster out there. I've even yeah. found stuff. Yeah, there's been some very, very, very major brands where I've found misspellings. Yeah. And yeah. it drives me they crazy. Happen. Like They happen. they
2: happen. Hard. I think
0: it drives them crazy, too, because they get like two emails a month from us about it. They hate it. Like, when I email them. Well, yeah. It, well,
2: <laughs> I mean, you got to think, well, you want to talk about driving crazy I and like losing sleep. Yet. I mean, you're, you're making something that somebody may be spending thousands and thousands of dollars on.
0: They've made 25,000 of them. Yeah. And every one, single one of them has a, so, a single spelling error. So
2: there, there's a lot of... Str- there's Quite, that's very heavy and then like compound that by over 200 labels a couple of months like we're probably doing at any time 30 40 labels like right now you know maybe more right. so like it, it i can't be completely responsible for every little piece of copy on every single little label so like the bigger companies have the right protocols primeval is a really good example like, they have a really good protocol for a QC in which there are the right eyeballs looking on on those labels for compliance, for spelling, and all that stuff. I have clients that they, they, they do things by committee a little too much. Mm. They've got a circle, but their circle's a little too big, and some people in those circles probably have no business being in that circle for certain things.
0: Too many cooks in the kitchen. Exactly.
2: So, like, and, and I, do, I do have clients like that. I'm like, hey, like, don't show this to, like, your second cousin. Yeah. You know, if they've never taken supplements or blah 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 blah, like they're gonna have some weird, you know, opinion on the color blue or something like that, and it's gonna change the whole thing that we're doing, and it's gonna cost you a whole bunch of money.
0: Primeval also has an incredible manufacturer as well. Like, yes, like that, and that yes. that cannot be understated the value of that.
2: Yeah, they they no, they kill it. Like I said, like uh, there's there's few brands that we work with that are as efficient as they are when it comes to like they they are they're very low, like staff, they they, they just they just run it really tight. Mm-hmm. And we've worked with some companies that have, you know, hundreds of employees and like they're tight too, but in a different kind of way. And we have some clients where it's just like, you know, it's just them. It's just like one guy, you know, and like those are usually the messiest. Those are usually the toughest because there's a lot of hand holding. When you're a smaller company, you kind of get taken advantage by your manufacturer too. So, you know, if you're not ordering in big volumes, they're not really caring so much about the QC on their end. You know what I mean? There's such a spectrum of like how much depending on like how involved you are in the game of like how much people are willing to kind of go and make sure that those mistakes aren't made they, they get made man like it
1: yeah not to do business on the podcast but i don't know if we have a rule on that but I, it would be cool to offer like an add-on service like hey mike and ben at priceville find a mistake on this label if like for whatever service Should but i'm seeing like a i want to i, I want to help the industry and it's you know like when we see bad things happen it's embarrassing for everyone at some point you know yeah. there's been There's been people who have made things harder on us. And if we could avoid that for like, this the small things and stuff then Hey, that's, that's something that's helpful. And, uh, it's before it goes to print. That's the thing. I find the mistakes when it's too late. And that's what kills us. I think there's like a
0: dozen ways. There's a
2: lot of things to look at. Um, so, and and to your point yeah I think it would just depend on like what your sort of like vantage point of what you that service you be selling because there's some people that like all they care about is regulatory compliance mm-hmm. but like there's other mistakes to get made like barcode yeah. mistakes for example yeah. so like barcodes are a huge one it's like the last thing people anyone thinks about like technically I should not legally be liable for people's barcodes if they're doing them on if they're indexing them on certain global services where it's like tied to their EIN a number huge thing yeah, you
0: talked about this do, like a month is ago is there a story yeah here, like, is there a specific story you know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, there was a really funny video that he made and I had just learned about this a couple of months earlier like buying secondhand UPCs oh see. this is a that, huge yeah. thing yeah.
2: well yeah like most people in like independent retail you know specialty like they like they come to us and they don't even think of the barcode so they're just like yeah hey, get me one yeah and I'm like well you, well you have to like sign up a gS1 account and they're like that doesn't I don't want to do that and they can be expensive too oh it's like thousands of dollars for lots of them yeah and it's and it's <laughs> tied to like my business so, like, that's the whole point of GS1. There are companies that go out and broker them and sell them, and, but that's not my business model. Like, yeah. I'm not a barcode, you know? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: um, so, so yeah, like, sometimes I'm just like, look, we have a stock of GS1, old GS1 barcodes. If you want us to use one, you say, okay, we'll use one. But here's the thing. Like, you take – we'll send you the file. Like you take it and put it into your folders and make yourself a spreadsheet and you start like t- keeping track of what UPC is, what what products and stuff like that. There's a lot of people who don't do that. So like, there's duplicate barcodes on some stuff and some people are like, hey, there's a dupe on this one and this one. I'm like, well, where is it being sold at? I go, it's like my store. I'm like, do you even scan them? No. And I'm like, then why does it matter?
0: It. So yeah. so this is because this you know, this is a big thing because you know like Joe Schmo who buys from uh, you know Bathtub LLC. Uh, you know, it's like it's, it's it doesn't matter because it's getting sold at, you know, supplement hut in the middle of nowhere. They yeah. don't even have a point of sale like it, they just take cash and, and give it to you. It's That's not a big saying. deal. Yeah. But the second of this guy's like, oh, Jeff Bezos grew this thing called Amazon and I'm going to put it on this site and you you put it on the site and all of a sudden your UPC is also used for dish soap. Like that's a problem. Yeah, you know, it's and and like this is like a real thing. And it's funny, like a, a buddy of mine works at like this big Amazon conglomerate. And these companies come in, they're like, you know, we've got the next big thing. And like your dietary supplement is also dish soap, you know, and, yeah. and that's a problem when you're trying to scale. And yeah. this is the thing about legitimizing our industry is yeah. we've got a bunch of meatheads that are buying because you know they can buy this bottle for three fifty instead of you know it really should be like seven fifty. And half of that is because you got to spend a thousand dollars on the, on the barcode. You got to do the thing right. You know, there's a lot. And this is like, I didn't even know about this like a couple months ago. There's yeah, a lot of things to label.
1: I don't Google the UPC code or anything. So that's another thing well, That's do. what I was
0: meaning earlier is like,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, you can check labels and all that. But there's a lot there's more. more. There's yeah. way more. Like the way that the asterisks will like apply to like yeah. certain indicator systems and like the font point sizes and like their correlation with other points. Uh, types of copy that are on your principal display panel. Like there are some very specific rules and a lot of them just get broken all the time, even by the biggest companies in the industry, because like, let's just face it, like no one's policing it. So like there is like, there's a spectrum of like the, like bin don't break. So like I I sort of to a degree understand that spectrum, but I also working in my spectrum of like there's a mom and pop guy who owns his own retail store and just wants his own in-house brand to here's a hundred employee brand that's doing, you know, a hundred million dollars. There's a spectrum between how much they're willing to like invest in the time, the resources in order to do that. I've got some people who just don't care. Yeah. Like I can sit here and I could passionately tell them of how, you know, this is how we elevate the industry and blah, 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 (laughs) blah. They, it doesn't matter. I am wasting my time and I'm not making any money off of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, and it, it, they're still going to go and do whatever they want to do anyways, you know? Um,
0: And that's a compelling argument. And I respect the hell out of that because I know that you actually do like have the conversation. All the time. Because we constantly have. Mike had a really great point a couple years ago. It's like, we have to go after the contract manufacturers for a lot of these issues because they're the ones that are actually manufacturing these. And I'm talking a little bit more about like unsafe things, not the wrong barcode. Yeah. But like, you know, who is the person who really makes the decision that then downstream fixes all these things? At least you're having the conversation.
2: Well, yeah. And look, we we work probably as like the in-house design team for like five different contract manufacturers. Mm -hmm. Like they sell their services saying like, Hey, if you need a label design, we got somebody. Yeah, And then they kick them to us. So like there, there is so much business that people y'all don't see that we do that. Like, you'll, they'll, you know, they're like distributed in Mexico or Dubai or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Australia, you know, like brands y'all don't see and yeah. they have their own compliance and regulatory and I have to like lean on them. Mm-hmm. And, and every, every different company has like a different protocol. They have a different person in place and those people have different backgrounds. Um, and, and they're all a little different. They're all just a little di- I don't get the same spec sheet from every company. It doesn't work that way. Some I have to ask and be like, hey, can you like deliver me the information succinctly in this way? And then sometimes I'll get it. But then like, you know, we'll bake the label and then we'll send it into print. And then they'll call me like after proofing is approved and like, oh, but we changed this. Our manufacturer changed this or that the, you know, it's not this version of this ingredient. It's, it's the, you know, left isomer of it, you know, or, or, you know, like we decided the dosing was different or, or the, the overage underages came out a little bit differently and the other ingredients, like we decided that we were going to add this. And I'm like, whoa whoa whoa, you, you, we can't like stop the press. Like, you know. But they're like, no, you have to stop the press. And sometimes they let it ride. Sometimes they don't. And a lot of times it has to do with, uh, yeah, like that manufacturer having somebody that goes and does a double check on all that stuff. And sometimes they have really qualified people and sometimes they don't. It just – there's a spectrum.
1: How how connected are you to the printing part of things? Very now. Yeah. Okay. So how does that work? Do you have – It's very tedious. It's
2: just like manufacturing. It's very similar to manufacturing.
0: I got to send you this reel he did where he was talking about like fixing some labels for people and you were very uh, honest but also respectful of like the other teams and stuff mm-hmm. but like it was it was really cool because my experience in manufacturing was at a, a facility that was just like like but before Unbound came out Nutribile just had very the labels were just printed it was a very old printer yeah, they do
2: them there in, in in-house yeah I think it's and, cool. there's
0: nothing negative I mean because someone's gonna send this to Mark Leisure uh, but like, I'm not being able to like this yeah. is just the, how it was like it was just they just printed it it was old school labels. Um, and, but you, you talk about like that next level mm-hmm. of the, the tactile feedback, the sandpaper, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I had no clue about half this stuff. Uh, I, I worked in another brand where we dealt with a little bit with it with the plates and stuff. Yeah, I've seen the uh,
1: files. They have multiple layers. in it. I mean, it looks like right. really involved. Yeah, it's very know.
2: complex. That's really, really where our specialty is. And that's like when we went like Glaxon, for example, we're like, if we're going to have these crazy, very innovative formulas, we should have these crazy innovative artwork to, yeah. you know. And so it's like, well, how do we use technology that exists in the print space in order to get that? We see guys like Ghost and Cellucor doing a really good job yeah. of those. Like, for anyone listening, you guys don't understand like how much money they have to spend to get those labels.
0: Well, so this is my big question. (laughs) This this is what I I wanted to get to this question for you because I think it it might be, you might completely shit on this question, but uh, like we have a lot of smaller brands that are like, I don't have the money that Ghost has for those labels. Mm -hmm. But it has to be, I, I have to believe that there is a, cost-effective way for these guys to have uh, compelling, engaging labels without breaking the bank.
2: Yeah, you call TK. (laughs) Like, no, the the truth is, is that since we do so much business brokering with label printers, I have a couple that I use and I can leverage volumes. And since I know the technologies and the cost behind all of them, I can find ways to like navigate with the printers to get you things, even at smaller volumes that are really cool without having to pay a lot of money for them.
1: Will you take equity in brands that look like really promising or... I can't. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's been a hurdle for us. We get a lot of those offers. Yeah. It, but, yeah, it's kind of tough.
2: Yeah, I, I have a partnership in a, another supplement company that I'm a, a minority stakeholder in. Okay. Um, and and just for that reason, I can't, like, do business with other...
1: Okay. I was wondering if that was part of the the TK, call TK. But, okay, that's good to know.
3: Yeah.
0: If I remember... Um... At one point with Ghost, someone was like, you know, they, they have these, the, the tops of the lids have their, you know, embossed uh, Ghost in it, and all yeah. sorts of different stuff in it. And I remember at one point, Dan was like, not as expensive as you think it is, if you do it the right way from the right place. No.
2: It's, a couple thousand it, dollars, you can get a debossed lid. You just got to know where to go and you got to have the order volumes to, to get them. It's and, accessible. Yeah. It's very accessible. You got to have a couple months lead time. If you have all those things and you have a good artwork file, you can, and you understand like how that the mold works and like you can't be too intricate that goes back to like logo design Mm -hmm. like ghost is like one of the most phenomenal logos because they knew how versatile it would be because it's designed to be incredibly versatile and it has like things like an icon and a symbol that also has a character into it like these are all things you can play into like like other layers of your branding down the line from apparel to when you start to expand into other things and like you got to really like understand how is my brand going to look not only on this package but how is it gonna look if I am a primary sponsor of a of a of a global sports team? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to have a logo that fits the needs for all of their marketing needs on banners, on signage and things like that. If it's on the sign of a side of a race car. You know what I mean? Like it, it has to be a logo that works in those places. And there's lots of logos, especially in supplements, that don't because they wanna do all these weird wacky stuff. And it's like, well, this doesn't embroider well. Yeah. You can't embroider a gradient. Sorry.
0: Well, no, no, but I, I agree. And the thing that you said that, that stuck out to me is the the, the lead time because you have to plan these things. Yeah. You have to know where you're going. Sorry, um, I jumped around. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, your point was great Yeah. Uh, because exa- exactly what you got to is like you have to have the foresight. And I don't even really think it's foresight. Like you kind of even made it like intricate. I don't think it's, you know how is this going to look on the side of a car? It's just, what are the assets that I need to have so that this is usable for wherever we go?
2: Yeah. Okay, right. so, so backing up, the debossing and embossing, like, it needs to be basically a silhouette of, of, of a shape, right. right? So it needs to be, like, a hard shape. It can't ha- You can't do colors yeah. and all these little details in them. So, like, the bucked-up logo would be a good example. Like, that would make a good – it's a solid shape. You know what I mean? The ghost symbol, yeah. the ghost uh, –
0: The outline with the eye. Yeah. Simple yeah um that's that's part of hiring super top secret to do
2: exactly that's why you go to people who understand like hey i have one client for example who really wants like a debossed lid but like he wants some like really wacky stuff i'm like this not this is not how like the molds work like i can't put all these little tiny little lines in here like they would break they wouldn't they wouldn't hold up Mm -hmm. like this is not how the molds work i don't know (laughs) how else to tell you that you (laughs) need to simplify your logo your symbol so that it works good for this application. And that's why when you're designing your brand identity from the start, you have a very simplified lockup that can scale this way because you're trying to use this thing. And I'm just telling you right now, you can spend a lot of money. You can try and throw all the money in the world at it. It one, it's not going to look good. And two, it's just probably not going to even turn out. Like it's
0: just not going to turn out. Do you see a lack of patience with these brand building? A lot of times. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah. A lot of times it's like, we, you know, just get it out. Yeah. Because the, the industry moves fast.
0: Yes but both of those people that are moving fast and doing it well thought of this nine months ago.
2: Well, yeah those, those are the type of people that usually we work with you know like you and us like we know them and they know us and that's why our businesses are doing well because they talk and, and, and you know vice you know so on so yeah um, okay. know, super top secret really good example like that is a really good place to go for like a, a brand identity deck. Yeah. Like, they know all these things, and so they're going to design you a very, very competent, very concise and complete brand identity deck and send that to you so you so have you something that you can work with
1: as
0: you do You don't do that stuff?
2: We do do that. Oh,
0: okay. You're yeah. just talking about... Well, But Super Top Secret is like... Yeah, they're amazing. Okay. I mean... They're amazing. And, and it's funny. This was like a... People thought this was a secret for a little bit. You can go to Super Top Secret. They have a... Case, I don't know if it's case study, but like they have a... I'll call it a case study of the creation of Ghost. Yeah. The logo and how mm-hmm. they did all this stuff and it's mm-hmm. cohesive and all it's beautiful mm-hmm. um but super top secret's been doing you know a lot of brands for a while i mean it, not yeah. sports supplements that was kind of the first, spoiler, the first
2: they did a brand deck for a project we're about to work on not in the states and i just got one of their decks and yeah it's just it's, now that they have that asset this client like we're going to be able to make such cool packaging from it mm-hmm. Because it's like a core asset. That's a lot of people understand. Is like when you go and get your logos and your fonts and your color and your, all your lockups done, it may uh, a brand like Super Top Secret may charge you like thirty grand to do that. And some people be like, no, I won't spend three hundred dollars for a label. They just want you to make a label. When here these brands are spending thirty thousand dollars for just a brand identity deck, not yeah. not a label, not a piece of packaging, just a PDF file that basically says this is what your brand's supposed to look
0: like. But if you look at all the things that people love about. I don't mean to like sit on one brand for too long, but the things that people love about Ghost, like oh man, that watermark is super cool. The lid has has so much on it that when you pull off the seal, the seal has an individualized brand to each product. Like, where did that come from? Right, that <sighs> came from planning carefully. Very much. Well, okay, two things. Like, uh, I don't know how much I can say, but like,
2: the person who is involved with their creation of their packaging knows all those things. He's very ingrained in that world to knowing the prices and the, the, all the different protocols of of the components that go into those things and how, how to get them. So like he can take those to a good designer and say, well, we need artwork on this. We need artwork on this. They build out their brand deck, like with, you know, their little doodles and their font types and their colors and stuff. They're just plugging and playing now stuff that they created because they, their structure to Mm -hmm. their branding identity. So yeah, like their packaging is amazing. Super top secret didn't design the actual, sorry, the actual. Components of the packaging, like all that stuff is done by, you know, an, an operational person and then they get the die lines for the assets and they say, okay, well, how do we add our art to this in order to make it come alive? Yeah. You know what I mean? But you got to like know who to go to in order to get transparent debossed lids. Yeah. And you got to know like, okay, well, what are the parameters for those lids? How deep can, can it go or how high can the rays be? Like, what is the material made of? Is it translucent? Is, you know, what Pantone color can I get it to be? Like in what spectrum does it match our branding guideline? Like you got to know all that stuff. Cause sometimes it's like, well, I want it in red. Well, there's a hundred different reds. How do I get it the same red a million times?
0: Yeah,
2: you know, like you gotta you gotta think of that stuff on a huge global scale.
0: For sure. Wow. Awesome. I
1: was hoping <laughs> you'd get into some technical stuff. So that's. I, yeah, I, I I think
2: no brand really does it better than Ghost and and Cellucor, if you ask me. Um, well, I wanted
0: to ask you who you think is, it? like, because we all know Ghost. Mm-hmm. We all know Cellucor. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the underrated one? <laughs> a a Nutri Media client are, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I just personally like like what they do. Right. For uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, even if it's one of your clients that you just think hasn't been seen as much as, as as you think they should be,
2: a cool brand that's doing some cool things, like from a from a creative standpoint, clout power. Um, and like nice. you got
1: you got to give <laughs> brands to watch for twenty twenty three, dude. I,
0: I, we I have... in twenty nineteen, um, before you guys launched, Sam Strange sent me a bunch of your stuff, and, mm. and I did a video. I think it was one of the best for us in terms of transforming for putting price on the map. Was mm. saying twenty twenty, the brand to watch was Glaxon. Yeah. And so for 2023, uh, Clout has been our uh...
2: they're a client of ours, but the, the thing that's really cool about Clout is they actually have their own internal uh, creative director. I don't yep. know if you t- talked to Jared, yep. and he's just a phenomenal uh, 3D artist. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of the their brand identity like comes from their they're all his ideas. We're just like translating them into the world of print for him. So we're taking his ideas and saying, "Okay, well this is how you make that real because you can make this thing in 3D and it looks so
0: cool." Because you're the master of medium, right? Right. And 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 he's a master of, of that 3D medium. Is my right. Understanding. Right. Um, and and so the, when you guys can work together, because he—I I don't know his skills or anything, but I assume he doesn't know the the dial lines, all the, all the the label nope. stuff. All he's learning stuff. them now. You're like a translator in ways. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're we're both teaching each other. It's been really cool working with them. That's huge. Um, That's huge. Yeah, when like when we first started working with them before Jared was even on was even like with them. Uh, it was it was difficult to navigate because they didn't really know what they wanted, and so like they had this look, and then we sort of refined it. You know, also with all the smileys, and it looked cool. And then mm-hmm. Jared came in and is like, "Well, that's kind of like we could do something cooler." Yeah. And so they've they've redone it again, and they they have like more news to drop. I'm sure you guys are aware of. Um, we'll be dropping the news. Yeah. There's yeah. A lot <laughs> of this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this which, works. Like which real- like um. hey, if, like there's some like shit that happened in that whole process that like like mistakes happen and shit like that. Yeah. So like even when it came to print. There was something with, if I, I can't, I guess I can get sort of technical and granular, the, the doming, for example. Okay. So, like, you go and see, like, Ghost, they have that really good doming. Doming is only done by a very particular type of machine. And there's only a few different types of printers in the United States that have the type of machine that can run it on a flexographic print that'll dry it fast enough at that volume to get that raise with that type of hardness. So... Those printers are already printing some of the biggest brands in the world, not just supplements. Mm-hmm. So in order to get that, like that on your label, you have to like basically buy line time just like it is with manufacturing. So we got them set up with a printer that can do doming, but their label has so much tactile elements on it that it poses an issue where there's like label curling and peeling because the doming is so hard and dense. It changes the way that it gets wrapped onto a tub. It changes the way that it gets wrapped onto a roll, which gets applied to a machine that gets wrapped onto a tub. So like you have to kind of like play with the, the depth of the rays and it even like kind of tapers off towards the edges of the labels so that you don't get any like label peeling. Cause you may have seen some of these brands. Sometimes they have a brand
0: that I think I communicated to someone that communicated to you about this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it happens. Like if you put too much tactile on a label, it, you may have peeling. Yeah. And it also depends on how it's getting applied at the manufacturer level. So like, there's so many like variables that are kind of like out of my control. So I have to like sort of guesstimate how it's going to happen. So yeah, we just did a run with them. And, uh, like we wanted more doming, but we didn't at first because like we had to rush a pre sizable job. And so it was like, we didn't have time to test. So it was like, you know, this version that's going to come out now is like, kind of like, we're super stoked about it, but we're like, Oh, it's, it could be so much cooler like so we kind of got it and we're like oh womp womp we want to like we know it can be super cooler so like we have to basically run it again yeah. in the next couple of months with the new app once we have enough time to do the testing with the doming so that it has more of like the the smile not yeah. the smileys but like their backgrounding elements that they had on them so like we're always evolving labels with with customers um and we're always learning so like to your point like you're like mistakes and shit like happen like since you're always re-upping and re-ordering, depending on, like, what they're sell-through and stuff like that, it always depends on, like, how the brand is able to evolve with us. Because, like, you've seen how much Klaxon's evolved. Like, we've learned more about print capabilities with, through them, but it it, it only comes with volume. And the only way to learn about print is by buying labels, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not... They're not letting any of their secrets out, just like other manufacturers won't talk to other manufacturers. They have their own dialogue. They have their own lexicon and their own like, vernacular for certain words and techniques and technologies that they're buying from their machine providers that say, like, this is our trademark version of this technology. And you're like, well, like, there's two different types of soft touch. There's like three different types of trademark soft touch. I bet you didn't know that. So like, I got to go to a printer and say, hey, do you have this one? Do you have this soft touch? And they say, no. And I said, well, you don't get my business until you stock it. Just like some people will be like, hey, do you have, you know, dynamine? Yeah. And you're like, well, our For sure. product has to have dynamine in it. And until you go and do business with these people, we're not going to do business with you. I have to do the same thing with labels.
0: So let me ask you, because this has been a, um, you know, we've heard there, there's a variety of different people that do similar things to what you do that. And I think the labeling community is very small. And in terms of creators within the labeling community, ironically, there's not many, even though they are creators. There seems to be this discrepancy between um, different labelers have different capabilities or they're lying to you. Everyone can do everything. And so you're saying like there are definitely differences in technology between labelers. And, And obviously, like, you know, the difference between what we were saying before, like a flat label from an old machine. I mean like in contemporary label printers there's a large difference between technologies yeah and there's large large discrepancy between machines so, I find that interesting because like, you go to supply side or even at the Arnold there mm-hmm. was a, a booth for a label uh, mm-hmm. technology yeah like,
2: those are all like flat one layer print I saw them yeah they are
0: they're kind of garbage kind of weird there at the Arnold too but <laughs> well there's a lot of that but how and... many of these machines are being made in the world there's got I mean they have to be like 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 are they made by hand or something? Well,
2: it dep- Well, there's two different types of technologies. There's print and there, there's digital and there's flexo. So, and that also depends on like how much you're running. Depending on what type of print technology you're going to use, and like it, we can get really, really granular in this. this. Is
0: the the clip that goes to LinkedIn, so don't. Okay. Worry. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> this is not going on Instagram.
2: <laughs> you can get real granular, and this is really what sort of separates the boys from from the men in the world of like packaging making things like are you a big brand doing big things at large volumes or are you like trying to run a couple hundred units every couple months for this you know exclusive you know pre-flavor that you're doing you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: um we really know what you mean actually (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. because that applies so like if you're doing a bunch
2: of different flavors and you're not your name's not ghost you know, or if you're like, you know, doing large distribution deals with, you know, GNC and then vitamin shop or any large grocer or something like that, odds are you're not going to order 30,000 units of labels. Right. You're not going to order 80,000 units. You're going to order a couple thousand. Okay. Well, a couple thousand doesn't make sense to do on Flexo. The The setup costs for them are thousands and thousands of dollars. You got to buy all the plates for them and the plates you can reuse tons and tons of times, but most of the time they're not trying to run that one exclusive flavor 2 million times. So you run it on a digital print, but digital print technologies are a little bit different than flexographic print technologies. And there's a whole different line for finishing for all the cool stuff we're talking about. Like the, the tactile, the doming, the soft touch, the laminations, the knockouts, um, different companies will have different finishing machines. Now they'll all say, yeah, we can do it. Okay. They'll all be like, Oh, we have the, the technology to do this and that and that, but they may not have as good as a, of a finishing machine. Or maybe their, their print machine might not be as good as some other print machine. There's multiple lines in the print process and like, like a, a a product like ghost, for example, goes through many different steps Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and it creates many different plates. All those plates cost money, like a lot of money for, for what most people would probably be like, Oh, that's no, I, yeah. It's like, well, do you want your setup to be like $6,000 before you run one label? And most people will say no. (laughs) Most people are like, we just want to run this mini for this much money. You know, can you get that done in two weeks? Okay. Yeah. uh, There's places I can go to get that done, but you're not going to get like that quality of label. Like they order their labels like months and months out.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that people don't understand. When we talk about this, like uh, the phase collab, I knew about that long time ago. It takes a long time to put together these things that are quality. Yeah. You know, you have to I mean, it's I mean, we've been be, being this dead horse for a while, but like you have to know what you're planning mm-hmm. a lar- long time in advance. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's it's hilarious cuz uh, even at that level uh I mean, Ghost is is putting out a lot this year and it's kind of crazy the fact that they're doing so much, but uh when when I see large brands that are a little bit slower, it's like well, they're taking bigger swings. You know?
2: Absolutely. Dude, the money involved is so much more. You got to get it right. One of our biggest clients now is they're finally in a place where they're about nine months to 12 months ahead. And like, that's where they need to be. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and, and the stuff that they're going to be coming out this year and next year and all that we're doing now. We did it. You know, we started in January.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and also, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables too, right? You, you throw in a collaboration. Yep. You now have to get Mondelez to approve your assets. Yep. Did you have like this isn't sending to to the your supplement QC team or your, your second cousin to nope. look over the regulatory, right? Nope. This is having lawyers look at it. Yep. Right? And that's not overnight. That's nope. not a week. That's a lot. Nope. Um there's a reason why Ghost gets pissed when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gets leaked. Yep. Because Nickelodeon Remember that channel that we all watched as kids? Like, mm-hmm. you know, billions of dollars. They didn't approve that yet, right? right. Like, that's a big problem. It is. Yeah. Um, and and I, I I can't seem to understand why these Joe Schmoe's in the industry can't understand that difference in scale. <laughs> they
1: Well, yeah. just. One phrase I've said a lot this weekend is there's levels to this. Yeah. And a lot of people don't get. Like there's always a yeah, level yeah. up and it seems like you've definitely There's levels up and up. there's
2: spectrums and yeah, like I think we all sort Spectrum. of interchange in and out of them, you know, between those and you know, I try and help everyone sort yeah, of equally. Yeah. I treat everyone the same. Anyone can come and talk to me about anything at any point, and you'll always get the same TK.
0: Well, get, you know what? This is, this is a great example. What, 2015 Arnold or Olympia, Dan sat down with Mike, and he pitched him the, everything that's happened so far. Oh, geez. True yeah, well, story, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, at that point, Dan was just, well, just what, VP of marketing for Sully previously, mm-hmm. so like, And that was still, obviously, a coveted job. But mm-hmm. um, Mike had to sit there and be like, Okay. He wasn't speaking no, because Because <laughs> I, ev- I didn't.
1: It's kind of still don't speak that language. He was talking about all the authenticity and collaboration, you mm-hmm. know, all this stuff, which it sounded cool. I'm like, all right, we're going to write about it, but I, I had no clue. Like, so I've said this to Cody, like we were talking last trip. Dan Lorenzo is a savant in in any world that he wanted to be in he could have i think he could have been a car designer and he could have been on the top level of that at this point he could have been um a shoe designer and been on the top level of that industry at this point if he wanted to i i truly believe that and i i I told cody we are fortunate and lucky that dan chose to do what he does in the dietary supplement industry because he would have done it in the chair industry dude it's like seriously like anything i look at I, I truly believe that about him. So uh, I just think we're lucky to to see it. But yeah, he's he's pie in the sky. He's thinking things in two thousand fifteen, and I'm like, I'm trying to run a, a little blog. You know, it's he's like, he's like, he's a visionary, and yeah, and
2: exactly. I, I've worked under Dan at Cellucor, and I can personally say that he's just he's a he's a very authentic person. No, the point being, when, like,
0: when you said I, I treat everyone the same, is because like he,
2: he does that too.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but at one point, like, Dan's idea sounded crazy. Crazy enough that Well, Glaxon sounded crazy. Exactly. <laughs> look, look,
2: they're working with who? Like, Fitness Informant now, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I reached out to Ryan, like, when we were first launching, and he didn't want anything to do with us, right? So, like... <laughs>
0: That we did. <laughs> yeah, but you one knew what we... Oliver, you right?
2: kind of knew that it was vertically integrated. Well, you okay, understood. Fair, fair, so, fair, like, fair. You, you knew, like, all right, well, they have firepower and yeah, juice. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, at the very least, it's interesting. Yeah. You
0: know? But, but I, that, Exactly. But your point is just that, like, you have to treat everyone equally. Because yeah. it's one of those crazy ideas is going to be the one that goes off. And... Sometimes the crazy people and the really intelligent people sound exactly the same.
2: Yeah. well, I've always kind of thought Dan was a little crazy,
0: but I but now that <laughs> now
2: that I'm a little older and I'm more schooled to the game, I, I really understand what he's doing because I'm just like a good old boy from Texas. So like when I first interacted with a guy like that, I was like, man, this guy's all ego. But then I realized like, oh no, that's a part of his his thing. Like that's a part. Like he is a visionary, but it's a part of his whole like presence in order to kind of represent this image, so people will feel are confident in the things that he's doing.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's people who see the future, and then there's people who create the future. And like he sees the future, but he also created it. Well, you also
2: got to understand this. There's a lot of people in that team. There's a lot of wizards behind that curtain that are doing a lot of cool shit. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like like super top secret. Like we said we said again about the packaging. No one talks about the packaging guy. Yeah. Like I can't even talk about it. But, like, no one talks about how cool the fucking packaging is. Yeah. But, like, did, was that all Dan? No, it's a team of people. It's a team of people. Yeah, right. And and Ryan does a lot of stuff too, right? You need that
1: meticulous guy. And then
2: they have a whole team of really cool influencers that are doing a whole lot of cool stuff. So, it's a lot of cool people delivering a lot of cool things. I think what they do really well, what Dan has always done really well, is motivate people. And Mm. if you go in, if you know Cellucor, and if you saw their their CEO, Executive DOS, like, he's an accountant. He's, he's a money guy, but he is a wizard at motivating people, at delegating yeah. and getting people to see the vision. We were talking about Cellucor being a billion-dollar brand in 2020. I had a little wristband that said Vision 2020, $1 billion. We, 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 we wore those at work.
1: That was like back in 2020. Yeah, but
2: you know what happened in 2020? Yeah. They became a billion-dollar company 10 years ahead. So like that again, going back to what I was saying earlier, Like this all comes from that tree. Like Dan learned from DOS you know, DOS learned from Dan. They're, they're influencing lots of other people together. It, it's pretty crazy how those stories kind of like intertwine. Seriously. And, and how they've like gone on to influence all these other things. Like you see with like raw and C and stuff. Like you can't, you, those brands really, like you were saying, like those two brands probably paved the way for like guys like raw to come in and like rise to come in oh, yeah. and take up space on, on like a Walmart shelf now.
0: And especially to like your point about like how people carry themselves, mm-hmm. like, I appreciate this new wave of, of folks like like Dom. We you see, see him out around these things. Like, dude carries himself like a professional. Well, I mean, he owns like seventy five businesses, but like, I, I think a lot of like good old boys in the industry like kind of get turned off to this whole thing that like these professionals are coming in. But like,
2: yeah, look, I'm, I I don't look like a fitness. Well, you carry
0: yourself well, right? Like, yeah, like,
2: well, but I've I've been schooled in this game. Like, I came up in supplements since I was eighteen years old. This is all I know.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I just. This next level of this industry is is bringing it to the next uh, to, to the next level. I, I hate that to keep it in this <laughs> level, but like, yes. but like Dan has to sit down with Mondelez, right? right. Uh, like all these 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 new levels of these companies, we have to sit down with the next level of where this this industry is mm-hmm. going. And like, you don't want to show up at a tank top, you no. know? You don't like. No. N- no one wants to like show up to a meeting, and you look up the guy's Instagram, and last night, you know they were doing some ridiculously unprofessional thing right. in the fitness industry, right? Like that, yeah, the, we, we were all leveling up and I, I, yeah. I absolutely love the, that. There,
2: there is a level of, uh, I think like casualness that I appreciate, like, especially with guys like Dan, right? Like he, he is authentically like what he is, yeah. but like, you know, they also know professionally exactly how to navigate these things. Yeah. And there are, you know, there are ways to do it. And it, it's funny because like we're here at the Arnold, how many big brands are, have, uh, have displays, okay but are there reps here oh yeah where are they at
0: hit the hyatt <laughs> Yes, yeah. awesome. a- absolutely
2: so like there's a way to conduct business here and like it doesn't really have to be about how many samples you're handing out on the floor it's about you know how you're networking
0: mm-hmm. you know that's why i'm here well that's where the business happens yeah. we've been saying this for a couple years now <laughs> um Yeah, We should have done this podcast at the Hyatt. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Audio is better. Yeah, audio is better. This conversation has
1: been better. No, there have been too many eruptions. We can no longer go to the Hyatt without. We can't even make it to the Hyatt. I can't get off the the escalator.
0: Look,
2: I got to talk about this for a second. So, like, they didn't give you media passes? Well.
0: Shout out to Brock at uh, the Arnold. We actually did get our media passes after I blew it up on LinkedIn. Good. Okay. They told us we weren't media. And it was like, who in sports nutrition is media? I like. Uh, i'll be very humble for a second fine we're not media you guys are the arnold i'll respect that but tell me in sports nutrition who is
1: yeah we're we're not, body, I'll attack we're not, that. We're not bodybuilding and we're not sports media e- okay more,
0: more than that right. okay
2: who, who pays the bills
0: well yeah that's a great point who, that, the, supplement is- the supplement sponsorships of the arnold they buy the booth spaces who talks about the supplement companies there you go yeah uh,
2: then your media that's kind of the point that i'm making like so i don't know it, I just think that's
0: silly. That's just my opinion. Well, yeah, did, you see, you. did you see the whole LinkedIn thing about that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's why I asked. Bro, it's a really funny story, dude. I was standing in the media room, and I I was really – I really didn't want to do that. I really did not want to do that. Before yeah. that post, I sent them uh, an email. They said no, and I sent them an email like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't mean to push this issue or anything, but like, hey, here's all of our content we've ever done at the Arnold – and, and here's our partners who are your main sponsors. By the way, Muscle Tech mm-hmm. is on retainer with us for this mm-hmm. year. They're probably one of your biggest sponsors. They've got like a 60 by 60 mm-hmm. in your show. You know, like whatever. And they were like, uh, respectfully, I know that we've done this in the past, but we, we don't consider you to be working media now. So did the LinkedIn post freaking hundred comments on there. Everyone's it will be like, linked to in the show notes now that... Yeah, linked it. to my LinkedIn. And uh, <laughs> they finally emailed me at like... Well, nine. shout out for making it right. It was a, yeah. Public,
1: yeah, it was a public call, but yeah, they yeah, yeah. it's it, appreciated. Yeah. yeah, the supplement industry, Um, that's how this business has worked so well. Like, you know, I always tell people, USA Today is not going to cover this stuff, but it needs coverage and everything. So we became that. And like bodybuilding I think it's is, awesome, man. Yeah. i am having a hell of a awesome. time, dude.
2: Look, like one of my favorite... One one of the things that inspired me to do this is I'm a big Texas AM Aggie fan. They have a like their own there's an independent network that just coverages Aggie Sports. It's Hell called yeah. Texags. Mm-hmm. And they're, in my opinion, one of the best sports coverage, like, firms, studios, whatever you want to call it, agency, in, in like, sports broadcasting, because, like, sports, like, Barstool, for example, like, oh, super cool, heavy. right? Like, but, like, you guys have, like, a smaller version of that, and I actually think it's, like, super Dude. scalable. The only problem is y'all have to bring, y'all have to elevate, the industry has to elevate to a point where you get clientele that are willing to pay enough, yeah. so you can go out and, and scale y'all. I'm, so yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you caught that.
0: Conversation of the weekend. I'm so glad you caught that, because before I... I was saying like most people don't see the inspiration barstool is what for sure for for our social at least the social media side that I control Mm -hmm. Mike's blog is way more professional than my
1: my social media stuff and here's another thing rigorously scientific or whatever yeah but
0: But I was inspired by barstool I saw what they do and I was like I want to do that irregardless of
2: all that like okay so Barstool's great on the content media side of getting clicks and page views and getting people Mm -hmm. to you know talk shit okay there's there's the seo part
0: like, like that is so important, dude. Our blog is the most underrated. I mean, Everyone wants to be on our, our YouTube. Well, everyone t- always wants to be on our YouTube, but the blog is the underrated part. Well,
2: as far as I'm concerned, I think that's like y'all's most valuable asset. I mean, that, there is like not- you know the, the the hype wheel. You know, I, you I have you the clicks. flywheel that you can, I can do
0: clicks, but he sells product. Yeah, you know, like that's well, the thing. Well, look, I've been on the backside
2: of that and seen the you know, the, it the is metrics. undeniable. Thank you. Yeah. So like, I I know that like yeah, it it works. There there is a ROI.
1: We, yeah, that's, that's been the conversation this weekend. Is how do we scale this thing? Because yeah. Ben and I are pretty much tapped. And yeah. so we have to Speak figure for out... for yourself,
0: Mike. I got well, more caffeine to take. You, you want, you yes. want, you want, you want mine? I haven't even you started taking my... DNA yet. Right. Who's doing the long-form my? It's going to be me. So, no,
1: so um, but no, there's there's a lot of ways this could be taken. It might require investment or something, but we need to... Uh, we're, we can have the vegan Ben have a whole separate thing. We can segment yeah. the site. We can take this model... We could blow this out because sports nutrition is just a small thing. There's anti-aging. There's the and the longevity. There's a lot of boomers. There's a lot of Gen Xers getting older and, and functional so foods. Great. Exactly. So we there's a lot we could do with this business. Beverage alone. I might not be the the the, the visionary. I see it. I don't think I'm the executor. I don't. If you ever notice, I don't ever call myself CEO. Ben yeah. does. Yeah. I'm the founder. So yeah. like I don't consider myself a chief executor. And that's that's something that we are Mike and we might have to look at.
2: Do you want you want my like. Personal, I guess and I wouldn't say open. advice, yeah. but if what I see and what has helped me mm-hmm. is, you got to hire and delegate. Yeah, you got to find some people, lose some money, and teach and train them, and uh, you know, put out the fires when they when they screw stuff up.
0: My biggest issue is, and, and you talked about like passing the torch before, but when it is a creator that represents the company. <laughs> It's really
2: difficult. Two things about you guys, and I also feel this too. First of all, your face is on everything.
0: That's that's my I, – I, so, I, it comes across as ego, but like I have a hard time letting someone else do what I do look, because everyone look, look.
2: For anyone who's watching, like it's his job to like be this certain personality type. And if you think that that isn't incredibly stressful, like you got another thing coming. Thank it's you. It's <laughs> tough – To be the thing that everyone loves and or hates all the time. And when you're filming video, when you're looking at a camera, you have, and when you know as much information as guys like Ben knows, how careful you have to be with your words is, is, I'm having a hard time even saying it out loud because I have to be careful with my words. You take a million takes.
0: We should have a rolling ticker of how many NDAs we've signed.
2: Yeah, and and it's tough. It's really hard. And then you think, and maybe something goes public and you want to know if like, maybe you're a potential like liable of it or, and like really your job is just to like, Kick up the flywheel, keep the hype train, get people talking, right. you know, and like a part of that's sipping tea, you know, spilling tea, like a part, that's a part of it. Right. Um, and the tension that it creates and stuff like that, that, that's And
0: just... sitting in that tension and trying to be comfortable with and, it.
2: And yeah, living with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that's your job. And, and then going, going just, to the Arnold is, what and looking at
0: those people in the face and like, trying to be like, Hey, I don't hate you by the way. Like, yeah, I just... yeah. <laughs> people, a lot of people think I'm like, I'm like this yeah. fucking bad dude that wants to piss off. you. would be like, I just wanted the clicks, bro. Yeah. And I've, I, and, and to be honest with you, it helped both of us. I don't think you realize it's like there's a really great powerlifting company here. and I'm actually right I'm now really good friends with the owner. 110% it's awesome supplement company. Um, but a year ago, I realized they were the only supplement brand in in powerlifting. So I did this video. I was like if you're a powerlifter, throw out your 110%. Let's talk about other pre-workouts. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Bro, I kicked the hornet's nest on that one. Mm. Every single power lifter in that community shared my shit to their story, talking trash. We had hundreds of comments like "Go fuck yourself, dude." That was one of our highest engaged videos last year, and I'm best friends with that guy now.
2: Well, it works. Well, and you brought. You see, the people don't understand. It's like it's like the Kanye West method. When we launched Glaxon, me and me and uh, me and Joey talked about this a lot. It's like we're going to be the Kanye West. We're going to be the Glax. We're going to be the, uh, the the Donald Trump. Of the industry, we are going to take two demographics of people and pit them against each other, and that's why there's such polarity from their content, from their innovation. Like we were like, we're going to make content that's stupid, but it's going to have layers to it, so it's fun.
0: People don't know. I don't know if I've ever told this. But
2: Joey, you're going to make content that is going to be so far over their head they're not going to be able to even understand it. So these two things are going to polarize. There's going to be people who understand who what you what you're saying and they're going to love you for it. And there's going to be people who see our, all of our dumb stuff and they're going to say this is dumb. And then it's going to create all kinds of all, all kinds of stuff's going to go down in the comments. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. 2019 you guys trolled us at Supply Side West. You yeah. were filming that Vlambo video right? and you were sharing stuff and tagging us and I was messaging the Instagram <clears> account like, "Oh, I think this is really cool, but who the fuck are you guys?" That was me. Like, yeah, it, it was, yeah. Like, and you guys like wouldn't tell me. I was like, I know you're in Vegas. So I'm in Vegas. Let's like hang out. And they're like, no.
1: I feel like we got played. Like I'm here this. I, I told you, you that earlier event. we yeah. played you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know you guys were doing. I, mean, I, knew, it cool like, it I knew you were <laughs> trolling us. Yeah. I mean, it worked well. I yeah. loved it. I mean, yeah. it was great. I didn't realize you know? how thoughtfully planned it was. Oh, it was a great idea. was awesome. Yeah.
0: It was awesome, yeah? Well, I hate when they do it to Rops. us now, though. I'm like, dude, it's been three years.
2: <laughs> well, look, hey, man. You guys know Michael. He's, he's kind of a puppet master. Oh, for sure. So yeah so he he's he's really good at that stuff yeah oh for sure
0: dude i and, and i respect that game for sure mm-hmm. um and, but i think it's so funny because people like think like you know uh you know price was in bed with glaxon which is well you're kind of in bed with people i mean that's just how it goes it's look a, we have a lots of clients bed.
1: that there's yeah and like so i and i told aaron vick when he came in as marketing like it, it is not my job personally like Okay, I'm successful enough that I don't need to drive every last affiliate sale. It's my job. I want I want people to be healthier. You know, like and I get it, I'm banned with this like it will yeah. make people healthier. Yeah. Like I, mm. I see the problems of the world and everything. Yeah. So I wanna educate. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't make sales or if it doesn't make sales you're you are I'm not pushing price ball coupon code everywhere don't care, Aaron. And so I think it took a little bit of time to, for, to realize that the way we do our education with Ben doing his thing, me doing my thing, etc. it does actually drive sales if you have a good product, which Glaxon obviously does. And Some, but, some brands yeah. don't
2: need it, right? Like, you're not a good candidate for that. Just like there's some brands that – like Morphogen, for example. Like, I don't know if I'd be a good candidate to do their labels, right? Like, there's just right. some – there's not synergy there for some reason. Yeah. So.
0: Well, it's funny because, like, the biggest brand – I can think of in this conversation uh, that it probably doesn't need education at all. Uh, Ghost only cares about using us because they don't do any educational content. Yeah, like literally, like in internal emails with their team, they they cc us on it, and it says like, "Hey guys, we don't do any information. That's why PriceBot will do the information, right?" That's that SEO thing,
2: and that's also that's also them playing the game, keeping you know their hand in, in in the industry side of things, so that like. Mm-hmm good things are always being said, or at least they're having relevancy. Yeah, yeah the and time. then
1: they don't have to make claims on their bottles and stuff. So like yeah. what if the yeah. FTC changes the the guidelines, guess what? They didn't have a claim anyway. So Yeah, and talk yeah.
0: about brands, like that's a great example. Alani's a great example of brands that don't give a fuck about the sports nutrition industry. Because they're doing their thing so well with their blinders on. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, this is a great example. Like, you were talking about um, your label manufacturers that, like, sports nutrition is the small thing for them. Yep. Right? Like, a lot of these companies are, like, I I bought these at Giant Eagle. There were 75 other uh, energy companies that probably do way more than your run-of-the-mill energy drink that Mm -hmm. none of us have ever heard of. But they're doing $100 million because they're in FDM. Yeah. And they don't care. Nope. Price, price sends them an email. Hi, I'd like to do a uh, YouTube video for you guys. And they'd be like, bro, like every okay. single person that goes to, to giant Eagle buys us and posts it on YouTube. Like, we don't need to pay you to do this.
2: Well, that that's kind of like my hangup with like my personal brand. Why I don't really play in this little world with it because it's whole play is grocery FDM. Yeah. And like, and I know like we've both kind of talked about it off, off channel of like, you know, that's maybe a, a, a pool we want to be swimming in a little bit more, but like, it's a, it's a different game.
0: We did a podcast uh, during 2020 called uh, the of Authority Report, and it, we brought on, like, the fucking smartest experts I could find, and it was two hours of words that no one can understand. And right. There were about 25 people in the world that understood what we were talking yeah, about.
2: Yeah, like, when I'm making a deck for large retailer, they don't care about all the things that we're all talking about right now.
0: Yeah, and someone said to me— It's very metric-driven. It's very numbers-driven someone said to me he was a really smart guy I was like that's great and i love that podcast mm-hmm. that was cool but let me tell you what there's 25 people that understand that podcast but there's 5 million people that want to know if creatine will work for them yeah or, and that
1: yeah, five million take pre-workout or
0: something yeah and that was the thing where my not to say i dumbed down my content i made it more digestible you yeah. know we switched over to the one minute content and it's like
2: well you have oh. to appeal to your your audience and that's yeah. your audience like okay My Instagram is tiny. I got 500 followers, but all 500 of them own companies. Yeah. So everything that I put out there, the right people are looking at it and it doesn't matter like there's one person who might see it that might be worth $100,000 a year to me.
0: Do quality over quantity is one of the best, best things I learned for for yeah. social media. So
2: like understanding that is
1: so important for yeah. you guys. Yeah, it's always been a thing. Just a a thing of pride, stubbornness, Italian whatever. I don't we've never bought followers. Never will yeah. never, never been never accused did. a lot of times, but yeah, you never. don't need to. You and need and to. so and that's been a good thing because the metrics the you know, the, the bot detection, all that stuff that other people have to deal with. We don't, but also like, we know that our followers are legitimately interested in what we want. And that's mm. the, that's the number, you know, is it a hundred thousand? No, but like, yeah. is it, is it the 13 to 15,000 or on you to 26,000 people that care about this stuff? Yes, and that's what's exciting. Yeah. Well, I, the
2: people that get too rubbed the wrong way about maybe some of the things that you do is because you work with other people, and that's just one of the things that y'all do. Like, you have to scale your business. You have to operate with lots of yeah. different As clients. long as the formulas are good. Like, and, yeah.
1: they, and like, we've always said this many times. 15 years ago, couldn't have done this. So. But,
2: Mike, like, that's more of an ego issue than anything. Like, most for of the me, time, it's it. no, no, not for you, but for, like, other people who have okay. any, you know – Bad things to say about price plow because you know they work with blah 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 or something like. That. It's just like why? Because they're they're doing better than AirBnB. Like that's yeah, I guess you know it. what I mean.
1: I mean there was a point in time, and I, I in 2020 I got after. Explain 2020 after- Ghost and Glaxon, Ghost and Glaxon, Ghost and Glaxon, and but there were the. Two who were the best, in best brands? in yeah, 2020? Yeah, you were the two brands that were just firing.
0: Yeah, in the year, we like, wanted you, you to create to that, in that in, tension, yeah. dude. We yeah. We, yeah. we
1: were like, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure yeah. Dan
1: was but like
2: was
0: so hating it, yeah. but, uh, I get it, but. Hey, you know, but who was you doing his, yeah, Ghost his, Screens, Ghost uh, uh, Gamer? You know, every launch in Glaxon have, in 2020, like that energy. You had to come into 2020
1: ready to fire, and those two brands. You guys Everyone else is caught with the pants down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We, we made, like, the, the the difference between that whole thing is that I'm designing labels right next to the lab where Joey's, like, literally flavor testing. yeah and, and we're doing them at the same exact time. So most people, and this is, like, two years ago. Like, I'm way removed from there. They have their own processes and stuff now. they got their own team. They've got a much better way of doing things, I'm sure. Um, but that's how it was then where like, we could sit there and talk about it in real time and make those adjustments in real time. Most people are paying manufacturers to do a lot of their R&D. It's through an email thread. There's like three-week lapse time before they get samples and talk about it with their team and get stuff back. We were doing that literally in real time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like the difference between like 2 a.m. at the bar we try to find that girl, yeah. and then like the next morning we wake up and realize she wasn't all that good looking. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys, like, you're 2 a.m., like next to each other the whole time you you, when yeah. you wait two weeks for a sample of flavors you're like i'm not excited about this anymore you guys had excitement all the time i gotta say the last i think the last video i, I edited myself for this channel vlog wise was when i went to houston with you mm. and we had a ball that trip fun i mean if you want to learn about like how glass got started fun. and maybe not that one bedroom studio cool thing but yeah like, i felt like we captured so much that trip you saw like there's so much you didn't put in that vlog that we yeah there was a lot I did yeah. that vlog, we stayed actually. up all night we had a great time <laughs> we stayed up all night we got those korean tacos and yeah. we got kicked out of that campus yeah that was fun <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, believe was it or
2: like, not yeah like those glaxon guys are the real deal they really are that fun all the time
0: that's like yeah. one of my favorite things that we get to show is because yeah. those two examples right there is glaxon really this innovative and interesting i, I don't know go dude, watch my video there you okay dude
2: when we were first starting that we didn't care about, like, who we were going to sell supplements to. We were watching SpaceX launches, and Joey was like, my supplements are going on to be on one of those rockets someday. It's going to be in the ISS. He's like, whatever the next, like, international space station that's going to Mars is, is like, that's the stuff we're making products for. Literally. That was, like, literally his goal. So, like, when you're talking about, like, seeing things down the line, that's literally what we were talking about. Yeah. And then, then we through all these crazy ideas, we're like, well, we got to make money. So like, how are we going to get all these people excited about this thing? It's like, well, let's just do all, like I said, let's create this masterpiece and then let's go fuck it up. And then with <laughs> then, and then if people unpeel the layers, they can see the masterpiece under it. But at first the thing that they see is like the fuck up, like, like, Oh, that's wild. Like you look at the labels and shit and you're like, what's the inspiration behind it? But really, there's tons of layers behind each one.
0: Do you remember you arguing with people on our forums when, when we launched you yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah. That was the funniest shit. Well, they I was losing their minds. So
2: that's the funny thing. People don't realize that. Like, I created the Supplement Lab account. I made the Supplement Lab logo. I told Joey, like, you need to put your face out there. I made his prize plow one. And, like, the first, like, couple months that they had existed, it was just me posing as Joey. <laughs> Because he didn't realize that that, like, he needed to get in front of it. And then I was like, no, you're a part of the branding here. Like, you're sort of a behind-the-scenes part of the branding, and you're going to always be this, like, juxtaposition against this guy named Glaxon who doesn't have a face, but he can be anything. Yeah. So, like, you can be the voice of reason, but since you yourself are a complete weirdo, it's going to be, like, super entertaining. Like, they, he probably went right, way too granular in those, like, initial videos, but we needed to do those. And I, I kind of argued with them all the time about, like, it's, it's – it's important that we do those so that people like you can see this and be like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. No matter what, like someone mentioned like, oh, you should bring so-and-so onto the channel to do like the vegan stuff or something. And Ben's like, mm. I'm like, dude, the first 10 videos are going to suck no matter what. Just like yeah. em, grip them, grip them, get them out of there. But Yeah. yeah I, I know, Mike but-
0: and I have different viewpoints on social media. <laughs> um, and it, and sometimes it's, it's really great for me. Sometimes it's really great for Mike that we have these opposing ideas. My thing is like, there are people who are great at public speaking, and then there are people who are great content creators. Yeah, and that's vastly different. That's a really good editing and comes in too, though. I don't think so. I don't think. Well, you we can... were
2: talking about this earlier. Like, you can make good content without really fancy computers and social media guys. You can, if you're yeah. really funny, you're really good looking, or like, I mean, let's look. Let's let's say, for example, Dave Portnoy.
0: Oh, does wow, he need yeah. super
2: incredible polished content?
0: No, he sits on his phone and does an emergency press conference. And those are his best things. I'll, I'll give an industry example. He was yeah. out Brett Westover. Like he doesn't need an expensive camera. Oh. That kid figured out short, short form content yep. and he was working at a store. He's, yep. I mean, we've had people try to come on the channel who are PhD candidates uh, uh, and this is no offense to Brett, he's nowhere near that level of knowledge of the industry, and he makes better content than those people would ever make yeah. because he knows how to make it engaging.
2: Yeah, he knows how to talk to his age group and demographic of people,
0: yeah. and he can keep
2: them watching all the way through the Yeah, if the I had a
0: time machine, I'd go back a year and give him like $100,000. <sighs>
2: yeah, I mean, he was just in an accident recently, so... Oh, really? Yeah, shout out, Brett. Hope you're right. feeling better, yeah. Um,
0: um but, the, but the point really being is that like content creation is a monster, you know, and, and and just being able to recite ingredients. There's a lot of people who can do that. No
2: one's got it all figured out, man. Like I have so many people who talk, try and get me to like, you know, game their thing for them. And I'm like, look, dude, it's like, there's timing. There's a lot of factors involved in this, but ultimately how interesting of a person are you and how committed are you as an individual in doing this in perpetuity? Because, there's going to be like six months of this where it's going to defeat
1: you. I, I tell that to every young <clears throat> kid who's thinking about doing something like, do, do you want to talk about this literally every hour of waking, every waking day for the next 10 years of your life? It's yeah. ruined the gym for me. Yeah. It is
0: absolutely ruined going to the gym for me. I can't, I go to the gym, I get recognized, mm. and people want to talk to me about pre workout. It's impo- like I used to love going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I I go to a lifetime now and like keep my hat low so I can just get my workout finished. Yeah, if, not, yeah. I think I, I think because um, if I answer any of those questions, like how interesting are you of a person, all those things, like it comes across as very egotistical. But I would say that the only thing that has made this work for us with with my personal brand is that it's fucking true. Like I actually do this. Well you've put in the time. You know, i well you know I've the worked at brands. Yeah. I've been in manufacturing. I've yep. designed formulas. I've done I've done the whole thing. I've done marketing yeah. campaigns. I've done yeah. retail. I've done all of it. I now work with ingredient manufacturers. We've collaborated with manufacturers. We've been able to a large sum of money of ingredients we've been able to help move. Like, yeah. like we've done the thing. You've done a it's lot of beautiful. failing We failed. You've done a lot of of failing. Yeah, We've made a lot of calls that were not true. Thank God Glaxon worked out in 2020. (laughs) Um, Like we, like when I get in, I don't know how to introduce myself with what I do, but when other people introduce me, they're like, you know, Ben does everything in sports. I'm like, it's kind of true. Like you can't, fake that you can't game that like you're talking about people who want to game their brand all not the time yeah that come to us it does not work really. like 2019 it was like i'm yeah. the next red con that was the big one yeah then it was oh we're gonna do the flavor collabs right then like everyone thinks they can game it
2: no you're like there's so many moving parts like, to that I, that you
0: don't really you don't even know the, the reason yeah, oh, i've yeah. said the only reason i've never made a brand is because i don't think i have anything unique to do I don't like actually doing something new and different and interesting. I don't like that doesn't just exist. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a formulator. That's why I'm. I don't do it. Right. right. <laughs> so to me, like, it's really hard to talk about bringing someone else on the channel because I. It's not like ego. It's not like any of that. It's just like I don't think someone else. Can I just didn't do say
1: it. on the channel. I said segments. Let's so. No. I mean, let's just call it vegan flour or something like that. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's where I'm thinking of scaling, and yeah, for the first for the first many like maybe year that channel's not going to be really notorious but once if if that person did have a banger video well, then yeah we put going out Going back to that problem. you got to
2: find that person know. you got to find that person and right. the, if yeah. I can give any advice yeah. here's like find youth like find people that are have that energy that are have got their finger on the pulse of like what the 18 to 20 somethings are
0: doing The problem is because because like our Discord is chock full of like a bunch of those people that we could no well, screw in. that don't don't do them you you live near Rutgers right oh this has been a point right I, I live Go. near college yeah yeah
2: that's our our studio is literally catty corner to a college that's yeah. where we do all of our recruiting from they don't know diddly squat about supplements but I can teach them and if you can sit here long enough and if you can and if we can agree on a price that you can sit here and basically bleed me for this long until you figure it out. Like we'll build a we'll build a brand together. We'll build a yeah. business together.
0: And we've it's worked. But so here's it's the worked. thing. Like I love the, the idea of finding a vegan plow, a functional food plow, whatever. Like th- that sounds terrible. Great ring to it. Too. When Mike almost did a, vegan, a a protein channel, I wanted to call no, it, it was a, a meat, meat yeah, plow. Was a he yeah. didn't like yeah. meat plow. plow? I, don't <laughs> I really that. wanted meat plow, man. I really I didn't even care if it worked. I just wanted it to exist. But I mean, all these kids—if you meet—if you find youth, like they're, I can't—I can't. Like I'm gonna make a channel for functional foods for you. Like they're like, no, I want to do pre-workout.
2: Well, then look, hey man, then you got to pass that torch, maybe. Ah,
0: uh, dude, I would give them a TikTok. They could take over my TikTok yeah. or our TikTok. Like I, oh, I hate TikTok so much. Well, like
2: you could probably do longevity, and then let the, and then just and and ease their way into it. You know, it's like the same way with how we've done Keely with Primeval. Like I did all the first kind of key ones. And, and now like she's been able to pick up my style and she knows that the the process and like, so she had to ease into it. Now she's doing all of them. So like, you just got to find somebody. And, and like I said, there's, there is that failing part. That's what I mean by that hemorrhaging. Like you have to pay people to fail. That's what sucks is because you can, you can come in rage and be as mad at them as, as forever when they screw something up and it pisses your client off, but like, they're going to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's what y'all do is so unique. You had to make that decision when I came in. Yeah, I mean, I definitely the thing was I had a good network when I came in. Was, right, was was helpful. We had like forty calls in three days that first week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like and that just doesn't exist with youth, right? It, 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 exactly what you're saying. We'd have to have work to, them you up have to, to school
2: it. them to the game. Then you got to make sure they don't go out and make the same thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people think that you come on the t- uh, Price Laws team and you all of a sudden just get free stuff from every brand and like people. Oh, don't, you don't. <laughs> Mike doesn't Dude, know about half send, the free stuff that I get. I because, send a lot of stuff to Cody. So yeah, like, but I don't want yeah, well, but like care. like how many times do you and I get on a call and Mike and someone's like, Yeah, I remember that call we had with Ben last week and Mike wasn't on the call because they just called my cell phone. You know, like a lot of this isn't just price law, it's also personal brand and mm-hmm. network and Got stuff. You. Got you. Uh, There's yeah. probably
2: so many people who would be so willing to come on as just like an intern just to like be a fly on the wall for you guys.
0: I want an intern to just help me do these videos. You know I were joking about this yesterday, but you do eight videos in a row for, of doing pre workouts. It you sounds out. so stupid, but like, dude, I need someone to help me like mix pre workout.
1: <laughs> it's
0: so dumb. I hate Clean saying up. it
1: out loud, but like I got my mason jars even doing two videos. I'm like oh, yeah. So we were talking about the documentary idea you have. Very excited. Then if yeah, follow you, follow us. That's gotta that's gotta happen. I I think we need it we don't need anything from you, but the, the stuff's the movie didn't really do anything for the industry to propel forward. And I think the story of these new guys championing this new thing, bringing legitimacy to the industry, like there's a story that can do so much to educate Not you know, it's, it's fun just to, to do and tell our story because no one's going to tell our story for us. Like we've made that very, has become very clear. It's gotta be the price laws of the world that are going to do that. And so to have you professionally do, it would be incredible. The, um, we, we want to champion this
0: this new you know this well, new when paradigm people us, when people tell our story it's unfortunately an indictment so right. yeah like
2: okay there, yeah just to guess swim around okay so so this is my my thing on this so it's it's not about ego it's not about you me us price pile like it's not about us as like media creators and this thing um, I mean at the end of the day it's about like selling products right so the trend is is like supplements are bigger than they've ever been but like who buys them now Like, you have these 18- to 20-something-year-olds that are getting very, very into, like, bodybuilding is making a comeback, bomb is more popular than ever. Um, Like, you have to make something that's going to appeal to them. It can't be all about, like, the old school, you know, the old guard. Like, it needs to have more commercial viability that even, like, that demographic and people who are interested in fitness and the fitness industry and just, like, casual people who might be interested in, like, business and business industries and things like that would find something like that interesting because of like the intricacies of the ins and outs. Cause really the supplement industry is a lot like a bunch of different industries. It's just not as mature. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot like, like you could parallel it with the cannabis industry a lot, but like the cannabis industries, that's a whole nother thing, but like it's, it's partitioned because of like it's state regulations and stuff like that. And like how that competes on a federal level, whereas like you have the supplement industry where it's like, it, there is federal regulation, but it's, like, very loosely policed. Yeah. So, it's got this whole, like, Wild West, like, you know, canter to it that, like, is, is a story to be told. Still, even to this day, you know, was then, it's better now, but, like, it's, like, it's still there. So, you have to make something that, like, appeals to to enough people in that way where it has a mass enough appeal for, for a mass enough audience on a place like Netflix or Paramount or yeah. HBO or something like that.
0: And there are a lot of bodies buried to bring us back i don't remember where we talked about that and you brought it up before so i want to make yeah. sure we hit that topic if so you have that <laughs> about, yeah well, there's a lot of stuff well, about buried bodies <laughs> i mean yeah if you want to tell a story about the industry we talked about ill-gotten gains earlier okay I mean, have yeah. to talk about people that are in prison right now for selling steroids in consumer products uh-huh. like, there's a lot that goes on and, and
2: yeah like like i said it's turtles all the way down the the further you go back from manufacturing to supply chain to uh you know out to to Domestic and international raw material supplying and stuff like that and how they get their materials and stuff and how they sell and broker them what, and how they distribute them and ship them. Like there's just so much about it that like it's really hard to really know.
0: Yeah, you could do two completely different documentaries. You
2: could do a whole, that's what I'm saying. You probably have to do it in different episodes. Like one is just about that. Like, like, hey, we know that this is a very legitimate brand and we know that they do all the due diligence in the world in order to make that like what they say on this label is in there. But there's also like two other steps before them, that is completely out of their hands. Yeah, that we don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do stuff on the import, uh, importation into different countries. Like, yeah. there's a lot of you know, like glutamine that's imported as sugar because it's a lot easier that way. Yeah, if you just lie. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of games that get played. Yeah, it's uh,
2: easy to just chain paper pay paperwork.
0: And yeah, and most of these countries where we're exporting to. Or importing into are super corrupt. Yeah, there's a lot of gamifying. Yeah, to do it the right way is actually you know harder, more expensive, and or just straight up
2: not business like viable. Yeah, like that's the way that they do it because it's not viable. Yeah, like there's a lot of that where (laughs) you know BCAs and Aminos and things like that like they just come in this label and things like that because yeah, that's because that's how they come from where they come from. Yeah, and do you think they give a shit? are you going to stop buying them? Is, is all our consumer here going to stop buying it? Are the people that we make stuff for because all the rest of the world buys all the stuff from the U.S. because we're known as like the most legitimate here yeah. in the U.S., which is you know, true. But like, are they still 100% legitimate is the question. And it's like, well, there are still so many variables where it's like it, you have to question it.
0: Yeah. There's also an interesting part of this too, where, uh, because we sell products that are for health purposes, uh, Michael always brings up health. I, I forgot more performance, but like there's a quantification of, you know, the actual performance of the product. Um, you know, like if, if, if someone likes a certain camera because yeah. it does a certain thing, they buy it for that. But, um, you know, if a certain product doesn't work as well, it all of a sudden becomes a moral question. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, we had this whole thing on our Discord a couple weeks ago about how BCAs are supposedly useless, right? And uh, and there's a huge argument over whether or not they work. But at the end of the day, people want them, so people are going to sell them.
2: Yeah, it's not going to stop people from buying.
0: Yeah, and so like to give like another example, like a rather prominent figure, we 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 have a fun call with them where the guy admitted, like, I don't take pre out. and if we posted on the internet who that was, like, would make people shit bricks. But he followed up and said. The people who enjoy my content and follow me and stuff, they want this product, so I'm going to offer it. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, that's, that's, that's literally consumer packaged goods, yeah, right? What what is. You know, yeah. and But because it's, there's a performance or a health factor to it, all of a sudden there's an ethics question.
2: Sure. I mean, yeah, but like that's all in the eye of the beholder. It's all subjective. Like it's, what does fitness do for you? Like we could do a whole nother podcast talking about like just ego and like vanity and how that drives a lot. Yeah. And like how health and wellness is not really what's about at all. Some manufacturers that I that I work with and friends with, like they they have standards and they have you know moral. There's just some stuff they will not do, and they lose a lot of money because of it. Mm-hmm. And like you got to be like, well, man, I respect the hell out of that. But yet you see like over there next door down the street, hand over fist winning money, you know, winning business, and you're like, well, well, the, well, the the uh, capitalist in me is like, well, that, they're playing the game and they're winning, you know, Kobe. Yeah, But, you know, they're over there, they have moral standards and they're doing things by the right way, but like, you know, they're, they're obviously not deeming the same amount of success. Then you have to say, well, well, do they care about that? Maybe it's like, well, they don't need to make more money to do that. And people want to just win everything. You know, it just kind of depends on where
0: you're at. Uh, you know, to go back to Glaxon, you know, Michael and Joey have always been very passionate about products that are compliant, Mm -hmm. um, and doing the right thing. Um, and... They're getting sold in stores next to stuff that is not playing the right game. And it's unfair for sure. Because like like you were saying before this, like we work most times about getting high now, you know, it's a euphoria. It's, it's a feeling it's not about performance. I need the word wasn't it's, it's, it's all about experience. Um, and so at a certain point, it becomes it's thought about like, you know, how much does this, improve my workout. It's just, how much is this going to make me feel different? Feel be work or something.
2: I'm like, going back to that, like we knew that going into it that like you need performance barks that do what they say they do so that like people like you can like talk highly about it but you know that's why you was sort of like make the hype train about like half scoop full scoop you know like dry scoop you you have to like do all these kind of gimmicks to get people to like talk in the gym about stuff yeah because at the end of the day that's what they do is they try and say about like you know which thing took them for the hardest ride mm-hmm. like that's usually if you're talking about independent specialty retails these ones that don't have you know indexing systems where they're just stickering things they're those consumers aren't walking in there saying like what's like uh you know your most medium product
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
2: they're saying which one is going to rock my socks taste good and i can get it at a good price." yeah yeah they'll do like depending on who they are they'll prioritize those three things which one which one has the best price or which one tastes the best which one tastes the best and also has like like the most experience to it and like a talking specialty especially the independent specialty, you know, they always go down that spectrum that I'm talking about where the people who walk into their doors probably well, we don't care so much about what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. They want that experience. Yeah. And there's a few ingredients that are you know, Chico's. That experience. <laughs> That's so, good. so like you, yeah. So like if you want to move and you want your brand to build rapidly distribution wise, like, it's very easy to just hit the cheat code if you know the right people to call. Yeah. So, like, you know, some people play it, some people don't. It just kind of depends on where you're at. You can't morally put into a place where you're like, well, I guess I could as like a person. do Would I sell that to an individual personally? Because, no, not me. Yeah. Does somebody want to put that on their label? I don't look at their formula and be like, oh, you're a bad person. I'm not looking at your formula. I'm just saying... We're going to make the label look cool based off of how you asked us to make it wherever you put on it and you put in it where you buy it we get it made at has nothing to do with me
0: yeah yeah and i think it's tough when it's you're such like a full stack service because you know you obviously work with quality companies you obviously work with I mean, quality manufacturers mm-hmm. um you, you know i had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago with a brand that had dmg in the product and i loved your answer you're like look man i just make dope labels. Mm-hmm. you know that that's my job i know that's my job and you know I, i'm allowed to comment on it because it's my place in the industry but yeah i i respect at least transparency about it you know what i mean like i i think far too many people don't want to have the public conversation because the fda can see that conversation yeah. <laughs> and they watch they they do watch our stuff we've
1: seen screenshots of certain people's metrics on linkedin they're clicking stuff that
0: is on bryce ball 100%
2: we are part of the policing now That's probably a good thing to actually elevate
0: I like a little bit of intra industry regulation yeah. like a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. I, I've i always thought a little bit of social pressure is good yeah you know like it, like I'm
2: it's it's necessary
0: yeah I mean um, when that company came out with uh start Wars uh, two years ago <laughs> I, I ripped them online and and they don't want to talk to us about it but it was like I think it's important like someone needs to check people
2: well, yeah, there's always, and no offense to anyone who does do it, but like there's, there's fall guys and everything. And if you're going to be a target, then like you should, saw that coming. Yeah. Like, okay, like go back to on a lot. Like we knew that we were going to be targets for things, but we knew that going into that and we knew that we had the ability to pivot. Yeah. It's all about eyeballs, attention,
0: audience. You guys are also really good at laughing things off.
2: Well, you got to have humility. Yeah. Like, look, I'm I weigh 180 pounds. Like, who am I in this thing? Like, I know how silly that is. So, like, and like Joey's a complete weirdo. Like, you gotta, you gotta
0: have humility in those things. It becomes your brand too, though. Yeah, everyone knows it you.
2: Like, great. okay, back to Dan, right? Like, <laughs> authentic person, right? Like, yeah. he owns all this authenticity. Like, it just goes back to that. Like, any any of of these brand owners that are truly authentic and they're getting in front of the camera, and you
0: can like see that, like, those are the ones that win. You know how many people have asked us? Well, not anymore, actually, because mm-hmm. I think because we've shown it on our channel. But in uh, the first couple years of it, people would ask us if uh, the ghost YouTube was scripted.
2: You can't script that. No, you, you literally cannot. You could maybe take it two or three times, but you don't script it.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, no, we'll, there's no retakes because we've Ben's gaffs have been on the channel. They they'll 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 put it into there. Look, but,
2: everyone wants to try and replicate that, but like, look, just telling you as a guy who does media, like it's like. It takes a certain person who can speak a certain way fluidly, in like a group of people who are all in that same sort of wavelength. In order for that to
0: work, I was telling I was telling the story. I, I got to, I get the opportunity to do some content for Jocko two weeks ago. they Talk about like a fucking huge company, mm-hmm. and they uh, I was at an MMA gym. They put me in a cage and gave me a can. They were like, "Do your thing, supplement guy. You know, like just yeah. go." <laughs> and I ripped a sixty, 60 second reel. Just I just like off the top of my head, I had no clue what I was gonna do. The human can I yeah. looked at the and I just ripped one, and they were like, "You do that again?" Yeah, like it's it's a skill yeah. you can develop. Yeah, you know, but it, you know the format. Yeah, the energy, the approach, this yeah, the, the like the syncopation, the cadence. Yeah, going back to like yeah. public speakers aren't always content creators. Like yeah. I asked, it was like, right. they were filming vertically. So I was like, all right, this is going to like you know a vertical Okay, I understand. I was like, you need sixty seconds which is really funny. Cause like you do this long enough. I'm sure you probably know, like, uh, like I can send a three minute video to Cody. I know it'll make 60 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Like I know exactly how long it can go mm-hmm. for it to make 60 seconds. Yeah. Uh, like it's a, it's just, it's playing this game, yep. you know, like watching other creators, watching what the algorithm does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch some other creators that do creation content creation about content creation. You've laughed at this before, yep. but you know, it's, it's a game you have perception. Yeah. They gave us the rules. It wouldn't be as fun, honestly.
2: Well, yeah, it's constant. The cold posts are constantly moving.
0: Yeah, seriously.
2: Yeah, um, like what what we're doing right now is working right now. Doesn't mean it's going to work two weeks from now.
1: I don't have all the answers, Ben. You know, <laughs> oh. got more than most we've talked to. So, well,
0: when we came, just- when I came on, it was all YouTube for us. Yeah, and I wanted to grow the Instagram. Well, and- YouTube's still like like. Yo,
2: it if you know how to do
0: it
1: right. We just they're They're moving into shorts right. a little bit, but yeah, they uh, Strong. We're gonna if double you, our monthly do, views.
2: If though. you get Strong. the right, like, if you figure out YouTube, honestly, you win, I think, because that's the one uh, social media platform that, like, it has such retention in its audience where they have so much buy-in.
1: And you get search, and you get linkab- linkability. Yeah. People are willing to leave YouTube to go to your website, as opposed to Instagram.
0: It's
2: built there are, Google and but, it's not Facebook. who shit the yeah. bed, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> there was a so like uh, there was a point where I switched my I switched my priority to Instagram. Rightfully so, and- I wasn't doing a lot with YouTube. We were just we the video was going there. We were not doing a lot with it, um, and I remember another creator made fun of us because like our views weren't great in the first week mm-hmm. on YouTube, but it was like yo,
2: well YouTube is more expensive to do it takes more time to do
0: you have to be more patient with it but the search traffic yeah look but at yeah. our videos six months afterwards yeah, yeah i smash everyone
1: yeah, yeah but know? it's a uh, yeah and as, as certain brands like the, the storytelling works better on on youtube too like like yeah. the ghost seasons and stuff like i think like oh there's some yeah, yeah there's some strategies that are obviously more youtube friendly and everything yes. for the subscribers so
0: 100 well, um but youtube shorts right now Oh.
2: I was just telling him yesterday I'm like, hey, everything we're doing, it used to go he was like he told me they need to go to yeah. something.
0: Oh. Oh. It's crazy. I I didn't believe it. I did one short and it hit like some insane number in twenty four hours. I was like, we do that again. Yeah. <laughs> and it happened again and again and again and again.
1: If Google wants to put some weight behind something, it's kind of fun to watch how it happens.
0: Like Well, I yeah. saw they were starting monetization for it in February. Nice. And so I was like, This is that follow the money. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, that was a big one.
2: I tell this to all my clients that are all asking me a lot about social media and stuff. And I'm like, first of all, the goal, goalposts change a lot, but like, you don't understand what TikTok did to everyone is like, everyone has completely got caught with their pants down yeah. and they're pivoting everything. So everything you thought was the thing, hashtags and all this stuff, even, you know, six months, a year, two years ago, like, it does not matter. Those are not the rules anymore. Yeah. So like, I can sit here and make the most polished video with well scripted with beautiful with nice lighting and some person can make something with their phone and, and completely crush me on engagement. And it, it's because they're, they know what audio you use to use at what time.
0: Our million view. TikTok is a very ugly green screen video of me making fun of someone.
2: Right. Well, polarity is always good. well. Yeah. So like, if you have polarity, if you have any sort of like sexual tension, like, you know,
0: I mean, it's it's a nice a, way to put it.
2: A lot of people play off that, you know, burst traps and things like that. If you can do education properly, but like you need the right demographic to do education properly, there's like a few things you can kind of go into. but then you have to know like trending audio. And, and like all that's so like, how do you edit it up with certain type of accounts? Because like certain type of accounts, you can't use certain type of volume because yeah. you know, like licensing and stuff like that. So, and then you have to figure out like, okay, well then who can we collaborate with that doesn't have these yes, like certain like roadblocks in their way. So like, it, it isn't, it isn't just about, Ooh, we got this one input it has really cool. ads like, it's not that anymore. Yeah, it really isn't it like. Guys like Brett Westover figured it out, but it, it's already moved from him. Yeah. He still has to figure out what anything is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a process that can be replicated, right? Yeah, if it's, it's replicated, then like
2: you got well, to. I, <laughs>
0: I remember. I remember one. Dan knows anything that he says to me. Well, anyone that says anything to me, I, I take it very seriously when it, it's criticism of, of content. And he was like, you know, Brett's the king of short short form right now. You're not doing short form, and I was yeah. like, motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> <When> you figured <laughs> that's it why. Out. That's when I figured it out, yeah, right? Yeah, you and figured it, figured it out. I Social media is really easy. if You just pay attention. Yeah. I think the rules are all about um, the way the content is framed and produced, but the content within the content, you can't change that. That has to be your core values. Yes. Right? And Price Plow's core values of content, or and which also intermingles with my personal brand, mm-hmm. that rings true in every single channel that I create content for, mm-hmm. is quality, transparency, mm-hmm. you know, make, sometimes checking people, yeah. you know, it just looks different on different channels.
2: Yeah. You're, you're like, a, your name's Sup
0: Bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing, man. I can't believe I don't get made fun of it. Uh, but I remember, like, I, I was the Glacier calling me. And he, it's on, he's on brand. was so like, you're the Bouncer settlement yeah. industry I was like, fuck it. That's my new name. Yeah, uh, brand. But shout out to LinkedIn, dude. LinkedIn's been our big one right now.
1: Yeah, it's now. been on my back, too.
0: Yeah. Dude. <laughs> bro.
1: If you want to... The people I want to reach, I want to talk. I like to- I'm an ingredients guy, like Ben Edmore yeah. yeah, and I want to talk to ingredient people. I want to pe- talk to people who are interested in ingredients. Like that's that's our our neighborhood for that I
0: stuff. Get like so
2: 30 yeah. likes or 100 views on a LinkedIn thing, but like the right 30 people liked it and the right 100 people saw it.
0: My exactly. favorite thing about LinkedIn is I can get as spicy as I want because it's a business page. Oh yeah. Like, uh, PLT Health put Zynamite with DMHA in a product. I did this post. I was like, PLT, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like that's literally a drug. And you're what you you send out these emails every single day. is an email newsletter that you have the highest quality ingredient. It's super innovative and all this incredible stuff. Why are you citing TLAs with it next to a, a drug? You know, to your point earlier, they probably didn't even sign a TLA for that. They don't know. Yeah, like some of them don't even know that process.
2: Yeah, I can't tell you how many clients I have that like I have to sort of explain the process. Yeah, or they kind of get it, but they don't understand like the 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 paperwork that has to go through. Like some people just want me to rip a logo off some other brand. They know that I did and like, Hey, we're making it at the same place. Can you do it too? I'm like, no, like you've got to buy it and sign a, a license agreement Yeah, and you
0: have to send me the document. cause you in some level can be liable for that stuff.
2: I hope not. I mean, I don't ever do that stuff for that very reason, but I yeah. just, I just would like to think that like, I'm just like, Hey,
0: I'll tell you a story off air, yeah. uh, where like the the, 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 designers ended up getting implicated
2: cause like, I've been like, I've told them several times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, There's a line. Like you're saying, like you don't make the products, not like, you can't judge them. But uh, I think when you start using intellectual properties, where it starts getting crazy. If you need a good contract lawyer, I got a guy in Texas. Just to so do? You
2: know. Yeah. Well, we work with like manufacturers and stuff, and usually like they go and do the do do do. Yeah. I actually like insist that they do the do do So I'm like, I'm not doing this until like you send me the thing. And so like usually doesn't show up until it doesn't. Luckily, most of my clients like when one maybe first started, it was like that. But like now it's got a lot better.
0: We had a really good story a couple of weeks ago where a prominent TikTok brand did a product. Supposedly they like, quote unquote did a product. Um, they announced it. This is a big thing like these pre-releases now where they released this formula, mm-hmm. but it hasn't even been approved yet. They're getting pre-sale yeah. revenue. Um, and the label that they released had like three of our partners, you know, two of them like we consult for mm-hmm. And a very major drug, like not like DMAHA. it was like, it was a race tam, which is like not a supplement. Mm-hmm. And I just posted, it. like, I don't think this is, a, I don't think it's... like, there's no way the TLA got fight for any ingredients, at least two of them. <laughs> and I mean, we get to. Be the bouncer a little bit and and I that's been recently I think people have been like starting to look at this a little bit more like this is a serious thing you gotta...
2: in my experience, there's only really a couple of raw material suppliers that really take that stuff super seriously and some of them take them way too seriously if yeah, you know? well,
0: um, I'll tell you what, we have done a lot more label revisions since that week, yeah, you know well, like seeing... the guys that y'all work with are all sort of legit ones.
2: It's kind of these other ones that are like supplements are sort of like a a way down chained downstream. Uh, like channel for them. Yeah,
0: they sell them for something else. Completely, well, they sell way more caffeine to like you know like FDM type stuff. Yeah, but they also have a bunch of commodities that they throw into.
2: Exactly. Yeah, right. like if you go to supply side, you you know this. Like there's like eighty percent of that building is like some places you've never heard of selling some stuff you've never heard of, but they have a massive business selling something. Yeah, that is like,
0: you know for glaucoma or some shit I, you know I mean I met a guy at supply side last year he walked up he's like "Dude, I watch all your shit so cool dude and I was like oh cool man I'm like you know what do you do you remember he's like the only best way to explain this to you is I am the guy that finds the weird shit for Joey Savage <laughs> and I was like I need your number dude. that's quite a job because yeah. I think oh
2: first of all Joey's really good at being the guy who finds weird shit
0: yeah yeah well, so, well then, uh, so be further down that chain to, like... <laughs> to be to be fair a uh, joey came out they talked and i've confirmed that he is a guy that yeah. i think I know, a guy i think i know yeah i think that. yeah he's 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 a good good guy uh but th- there's a lot of commodities in that space or it's just like I and mean, because joey's like you know i need uh this weird extract from bull testicles in india yeah. and like someone's got to go there get the bull testicles you know
2: I have such cool stories about the way that he navigates all that stuff. It's like, you want to know why they're super innovative? It's, it's it's a lot of like his ability to like go and like, he's been sitting on stuff for years. Yeah. Because he just reads and reads and reads and reads and, and it's, he's truly passionate about it. So like he just sits on these things for years where he's like, well, I did this and this. And I had somebody who could supply me this, like it could do this and it would change. We could make a product, or would change everything. But like it's most of the time not viable or someone's not making it yet. And so he sits around and waits for it until he finds somebody who can kind of do it and then he goes and finds them and then he like works his way up the chain to like the CEO Yeah. and he's like, oh, well, here's your market viability for blah, 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 blah. If you do this and market it this way and do like go to this company over here and add this to it, it'll change it in this way. It'll pull this lever and we can put it in this product. And then sometimes it comes back and the price is like, well, we can never make this market viable and then he waits another year or two. And then, like, finally it gets legs, and then it comes down in price where he can do R&D. They use their infrastructure to be able to use that ingredient for other people to basically buy those ingredients for them. Mm-hmm. So they can put them in other products to, like, prove their concept, get them in volume, and then, boom, he drops it in the product that, like, you guys get Woo. to talk about. So, like, that stuff.
1: i <laughs> tired like, listening to that.
2: Yeah, he, yeah. he,
0: he incubates that stuff. Do you know about the the, awesome. the chicken ordeal, the eggs? He thing? Incubated
2: that since he was like in high school.
0: Yeah, so yeah, fertilized eggs. We had this. I had we had a client uh, that was a friend of mine that that fertilized eggs. If you go back in our content, you can figure out who it is. And uh, he called us and he was like, "I love eggs, man. I love chickens. Like I need mm-hmm. to do this because it was it was it was a concept for flight. Mm-hmm. It was it was before yeah. flight came out? Well, I know uh, all about this. Right. And, yeah. so, and so we had this call with them where we sat down. Joey's like this was like early on of us being friends. Like I knew he was eccentric and interesting and, yeah. and smart. He's yeah. like, do you want to sit in on this call with me? Yeah. And any time Joey's ever asked me to sit on a call, I'm you like, say yes. fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, again, stuff that never came out. I know where some of those bodies are buried. Yeah. <laughs> and one of those bodies is buried was Joey telling this company that they are doing the entire egg thing wrong. Yeah. And they were like, motherfucker, we're the fucking egg people. Like, And he was like, he went into this whole thing about chickens when they lay the eggs when they get this... when, when the fall mouse yes at and he some had time. pictures yeah. Yeah. and this whole thing and yeah. it, and these guys were just like how do you know so much about chickens? And he was like I grew up with them.
2: Yeah, he was really into chickens, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like that's the honest to God trick. Yeah, and they never changed it, so. No.
2: But, but it, it could have been something really cool. Yeah. But and Look, so... it might happen someday. And Make... just know that like when something drops and it's fucking awesome he's been Working on that thing since he was like 15
1: years
0: old. And this so episode I, has sent people like 50 directions. If they're well, industry insiders, yeah. like this. here's a here's a really good one. I, I, so we can start to start to find our way to the closing. <laughs> um, <laughs> specimen Genesis is launching soon. Yes, yeah, and there's something really cool coming with that. And yeah. everyone has been trying to figure out what the name Genesis means. And a lot of people have thought like this is like the Genesis becoming the next thing, mm. but it's actually because one of the key parts of the formula was the first thing they wanted to do with Specimen back in 2019. Yeah. And they finally have gotten the permission to do it mm-hmm. and it, it, to give you an idea of how long Joey sits on things which you don't need to know but the people watching this yeah um, yeah yeah when so people ask me years, about yeah. like
2: sort of why like what's the differentiating matter I, I kind of try and find a way to explain that to them because I'm like look yeah the marketing's good the labels are good but like there's some other stuff involved that deal more with like the nature of their, their infrastructure of how they're vertically integrated and how like deeply integrated Joey is not only just from like a industry level, but like on a personal level that you guys just simply like you don't know anyone like this.
0: There are very few people who are as passionate about this stuff as, as we are. And Joey's one of those people that we can be on that level with.
2: Who do you know who's been designing supplements since they were like a teenager? and have literally like delved into the the very granular details and the biochemical right. biological and went to university to like learn the like what these things actually do and understand like how like our our current uh you know school scholarly system works in academia of how they come about like making things like clinicals and trials like that. Like just like there's so much more depth that goes into it than just like a lot of these formulators and their citrulline and shit like that. It's like, no, like there's there's MR there's this Mr M N R A data, you know, like that people don't have access to, but like MIT does, you know?
0: That's where Joey is right now. So <laughs> to give you an idea. Joey's I I had to choose between going to the Arnold and going to MIT with them this weekend. And, well
1: no, we've, we've heard many times, no, we, want, so, we want to Glaxify can, this. To okay. answer
0: your question, sorry, but th- he asked how many people, like, oh, no. just the beginning of the question, how many people have been designing supplements since they were 13? I could think of two people, and Joey's the first. Maybe, the other maybe, one's maybe, a stretch. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Drew? <laughs> That's, maybe, yeah, possibly, maybe three.
1: But yeah, a lot of brands have said, we want to Glaxify things, and my answer at this point is, like, no, you can't, and well, you're not going to replicate Joey, you uh, might... I would say you have to go get a biochemist and pull them out of pharma, pay him a ton of money, and they got to love supplements. Joey also trains and like you know, all that. So yeah. a lot of these new hot yoga ones. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, a a, yoga. it's a challenge. So I don't know. There There is the next Joey though, and we might not see this person for 10 to 15 years, but uh, How... it's been fun talking about him.
0: <laughs> How often do you have to tell people you won't do Glaxon for them? Because it was like I joked in yeah, 2018, it was like I'm the next Redcon. In 2019, it was I'm doing the ghost thing slash I'm doing the flavor collabs. Um you welcome to twenty twenty two. And uh and I'm sure right because I've heard a bunch of people say, you oh, know, we're the next Glaxon. Like,
2: yeah, it's always one of those, you know. How do I do ghost? How do I do sneak? How do I do glaxon How do I do redcon? How how do I do bucked up? Like how do I do Axe the Sledge? There's always you know, whenever somebody wins at something and we're a part of it, like they all want to try and catch that momentum like directly afterwards. And my my Response is always going back to what I originally said. It's like, all right, well, let's go back to the core values of like what influences what you do as a brand because you will never replicate those. Yeah. Authenticity. Why they're good is because they have these things and, and you can't just recatch them because you're not that person. You just can't recapture it. Sorry. Like what, what, what do you have? That's different. Let's talk about that.
0: In a funny way. It's still coming to you is still the good idea because you can find that core value of theirs and play that authentically. Like, even style. though you're not you're not copying those, but you are taking that same process of figuring out what their value is mm-hmm. and sticking to that because all of those people on that list have done it well. Like I love to make fun of bucked up and their deer antler velvet, but they know what they're doing outside yeah. of using deer antler velvet. <laughs> uh, like axe and sledge, you know, we poke a little bit of fun, but like they are, they know who they are. So, they, right, they are so, hard workers. Like you, and they sell that very yeah. well.
1: And yeah, someone wants to be the next accent slams, so like sorry, you're not Seth Ferrozi. Like, so like bro, <laughs> yes. who are you? A lot of people a lot of people don't know who they are. And a lot of us changed, myself included, 2020. So like having that conversation with you, I think a lot of people ne- have never even had that conversation with themselves.
2: Yeah, and well that conversation and this is what we charge for is expensive in some degree. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some people don't want to spend that much money for that
0: conversation. Some people don't want to go to therapy.
2: People don't yeah, and yeah, well, some people don't want to have Me and their, Lizzie you know? joke about this. Like we yeah, say sure. we needed we need to do brand therapy before we start like on your thing. We well, need to sit down and do brand... Th- well, not all... There's some people in this industry who just don't want to do that. And that's fine. We'll make it your thing, whatever. We'll charge you for it. But, like, if you really want to win, let's go to brand therapy. Yes. Let's talk about it for, like, two hours with you and all your partners. And you. we just, like, literally, like, have an intervention
0: of, like... Who are you? Who are you? Because all still- of those inspirations... Like, to- if, you, if instead of therapy, you did an inspiration discovery session, yep. you'd be talking about other people more than you would yourself.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a part of it. We'd be we saying, well, what other brands, not in supplements, are cool? That's hard for mm-hmm. people. That's ridiculously
0: yeah. hard. People, uh, it's funny because... It's always the same ones, too. It's like Nike, Apple... <laughs> Yeah.
1: Have there ever been psychedelics or uh, during these types of meetings or
2: no? Okay. Well, maybe with Joey, but like, <laughs> like off neutral media side, we're pretty professional with stuff
0: now. You shout, man, huh? <laughs> you do a What? In In? What? You and we been... I didn't do them. You in. didn't. Oh, you. You were the DD. Yeah. You got us to the tacos.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. From metric tacos, man. <laughs> <laughs> you brought those.
2: I uh, think. I, I stuff think stuff. I took Finibit or something.
0: We always yeah, take Fed <laughs> yeah. We were on a lot of Fed of it that Yeah, day. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, I think you did some shrooms and, and there was there were shrooms being done, but I yeah. did not do them. I was driving. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember I was like driving down the highway and I had the windows down and the music up and you were like in- You gave me those uh, the fractal glasses. You
0: were on one, yeah. <laughs> we were in downtown Houston and we were like, and everything's cool and the guy next to us, we have these glasses that I take a light, it turns into like shy rainbows. And I was cool until the guy next to me hit his brakes and the brake lights just like blasted me you might have to cut this but <laughs> yeah.
1: well I, yeah i think we're we're towards the end i don't even know if i'm gonna have time to make it to the to the expo but this has been like one of the most fun conversations this, yeah, this is yeah. indicative proof that we need to do more in person i don't know how we make it happen but yeah this has been awesome dude.
3: yeah
2: hopefully we don't get raped over the coals you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, um, why well, I, I think that uh, I no I think this is this is going to be this is going to be eaten off. Yeah. Um, uh, we have to do a lot of clips from this, but yeah, also yeah. as a full, um, I, I, one of the things that I've wanted to do is a, is a, is like a, a tour a ro- or like a road trip tour. Let's do it. Uh, where we go to different locations. Goodness. Um, and. I think it would take some money out of us, but it didn't yeah, pay itself out.
1: We got a lot of travel coming up, and we're going to go to DC. We're, we're doing Flying Day with NBA, um, really so National Product yeah. Association. So that's in June. We have we are going to be at Glaxon April for April Fool's Day, and oh, that's going to be fun.
0: Yes, yeah, so we fun stuff. there's there's some, some what tidbits else from this conversation that are leading to that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's ISSN. Not sure, but I, I, yeah. I think this I, I think this podcast becomes the. Um, the constant between writers.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, it, it lets you build a new audience and it lets you really interact with people in a long form format where you really get the real,
0: you know, the real face to face is different. Yeah. yeah. Looking into a webcam, looking into zoom is not the same thing. Yeah. And we've been doing that a lot, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, do it. thank you for your time. Thanks uh,
2: nice for, uh, dude. bringing this up. Thank, thank for you guys. It. Thanks for allowing me to come on your platform
0: and talk shit. I would like to do I would like to do this again um I mean I'm so sorry to the guy I'm going to say th- there's a big label printer he's like the biggest one he works with you and Marcus you know who I'm talking about it starts with an M and it's something and I he's he's invited us out to do stuff with them should I would love to do a podcast there um but to involve yourself as a bit of a translator because I think that the world of printing and the world of supplements don't always interact in this conversation has shown me that you understand that interaction.
2: Yeah, it's delicate because they work with large partners. Yeah. Yes. So you don't want to step on the long toes there. I um, don't. Great. But that person, that individual you're talking about is incredibly fascinating. Yes. And that facility is
0: like Fort Knox. Yeah, he's invited us out and it was very, uh, I was. I was. So like, it, it, yeah. it's a really cool place. Yeah, I believe, it's,
2: and I think it's really worth. It's it's worth. It's worth the content if you can get it, and the and it's incredibly interesting. So I think you, yeah, you, know, you should play for that. Yeah, it, you just gotta probably get some approvals for a couple first.
0: Well, yeah, we're used to this working with manufacturers and ingredient companies. Uh, the, the concept, I think, you'll love this. Is I've um, I was denied this at Glaxon, and and any good manufacturer will deny this. But I want to do a podcast in the middle of a contract manufacturing facility while it's running <laughs> and have like the forklifts and the workers and everyone. Like, I want you to see the busyness. You can do that. So, time. please, let's do this. Ben's do pitching it. Cool. Make it happen. Let's do it. Nonstop. They would love to do that
2: because, like, they actually have a facility that's set up for that. Yes.
0: There's a lot of beautiful facilities. And, and when people deny me it, I say, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> like, they, like, like, I respect yeah. that. Like, uh-huh. like the, the best people don't want you taking videos in, in facilities. Yeah. They probably don't want you breathing other stuff That's was, well, yeah when I when I was in Houston with you getting like the I think I got 3b roll shots. well it's a
2: clean room it has to stay clean yeah the the, the thing about some facilities vertical included like it's built for spectators so yeah. like there are ways to be able to view and film without
0: like, a place is gorgeous
2: yeah without uh, compromising that integrity of GMP
0: so, we'll have to talk for later about that yeah awesome. so, uh, okay so Instagram is neutral media uh-huh youtube as well we're gonna start one Media. nutri n-u-t-r-i-a oh we almost wow i'm glad we did it yeah neutra media yeah. nutraceuticals There are go. yeah anywhere else that you are relevant that you'd like to send people
2: linkedin um yeah just linkedin you can follow me on taylor knox or or our business one if you want to see like things kind of we don't really sneak stuff anymore but we kind of show the process behind the scenes we don't really like reveal much but if you kind of want to get the technical details of stuff or just me letting out tips on things some people find it interesting it's pretty meta unless you're like in that world but uh like i know a lot of like business owners watch stuff like this so like if you are like launching a brand rebranding a brand anything like that like if you're not following me or you or stuff like that probably like don't have your thumb on the pulse you probably should be yeah crazy because we're we're Dishing out the dirty stuff and we're giving it to you straight. And, like, it's not always pretty, you know? So, like, that's what we do. We just kind of live here. And
0: that. Uh... Well, thank you for your type. This has been awesome. Thanks again, nice TK.